I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're recording. Your hair looks... Oh, wait, I can't look at it. Don't look at my hair. I forgot to put a hat on. And I was asleep. And then I woke <laughs> up and I left my house. And you know what? Sometimes I forget to look in the mirror before I leave my house. It looks fine. Especially when I come here because I'm just focused on like like in the winter. I'm like, be warm. Yeah. Must be warm. Yeah. Does not matter what I look like. You look like the cutest babushka right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're like a punk rock babushka. Yes. Yes. Toasty. That's what I'm going to call you. Toasty farm. Toasty farm. When <laughs> one day you and I are old living together and we just have like a bunch of children running around Aww. that we've adopted. They'll be like, this is your babushka. Yes, that's me. <clears throat> Very cute. I like ain't. I think that's cute. Thank you. I was proud of that one. Speaking of being toasty warm. Yeah. All morning this morning, I have just been like, he dared to kill a king's dare. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. Yeah. I hate those things that get stuck in there. Yeah. Leave me alone. Leave I, the sheriff of Rottingham. Leave me alone, Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're just fiery arrows of jokes pointed at my straw of a brain. Rude. Deared to kill a king's death. <laughs> One punishable by death. Where have you been? <laughs> we could just do a dramatic reading of that entire movie. It's true. Without the script. Uh, honestly probably anyway yeah it's december still it's december and it christmas is approaching yeah it is i went yesterday my roommate and i went to look for like a small tree because i always get a real tree and i want a real tree yeah but the foster puppies yeah your house chew on so much chaos currently yeah just go get a real tree but then ask the guy at the lot be like just take (laughs) <laughs> three feet of branches off the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. want the top half, but I still want it to be six feet tall. Right. But they're growing so fast, they might be able to reach it soon. That's true. They're so big now. Uh, but I was like, maybe we can get like a little one and put it on the table in the dining room. Because that, that would be, be cute. cute. Yeah. But I couldn't find one, so oh. I need to go on another hunt. We, yeah. we only went to Big Lots. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> we went one place and they didn't have it. I give up. Well, it was, my roommate was on their lunch break. Yeah. They were working from so home. Yeah. So yeah. I had to go back. That's fun. Yeah. I need to go get a tree. I love having a real one. I know. I'm sure I can find a tiny real one, too. so good. Yeah, that's true. That would be fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I know. I just want my house to smell like Christmas. Yeah. I had somewhere. I might still have it. Um, Like a little bitty like tree stand for like a real tree. Because I think I've bought from somewhere like a three foot one that was like real and had its own little bitty tree stand in it oh, somewhere. Oh, that's so cute. I don't know. I could look for it. But uh, yeah, I'm sure other people sell those and you can sure. do that. They uh, make tiny trees. Yeah. They just smell so good. I know. I just have one in my house all the time. Yeah, I cleaned out like everything in my living room 
because that's where the pups hang out. Yeah. For them to like chew on or tear up or whatever. Yeah. So it's not too bad. I just don't want to add something else that I have to like maintain. I wouldn't be able to like yeah keep them alone in there. Right. I'd have to just sit and stare at them. Yeah. Which is I mean it's fine. Not the worst. Yeah. But they just want to chew on cords. Yeah. I don't understand. I bought them itchy. So many. (laughs) My teeth are itchy. I bought them so many toys to chew on. Yeah. But they're just like, no, a cord that yeah. is plugged in. That sounds great for me. How do puppies stay alive? I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> sounds bad. But it's like, could I, what's the lowest level of shock <laughs> that a puppy can handle? <laughs> yeah. Just plug something in, have them chew on it and be like, ow. And then maybe they'll never do it again. No, but I don't think that it would work. Yeah. Because I had to, I caught birdie the little girl puppy mm-hmm. chewing on a cord that was plugged in yeah. and she was like behind a chair yeah and so i had to scruff her to get her out of there and like get her to stop yeah and she squealed so i obviously like hurt her yeah which i didn't mean to but i was just like ah, yeah you're gonna die um but she went right back to it <laughs> but did it shock her but me picking her up hurt her you know so she should associate nah, that no. no that was just you pick out yeah okay but if it zapped her right in her teeth I'm just saying. I don't know. She might be like, my teeth itch. That feels nice. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. I don't fucking know what puppies are thinking about. I... Just poop, I guess. Got zapped in my teeth one time (gasps) because I used to have metal fillings. Oh. I accidentally bit tinfoil. Oh, no. And it shocks you in your teeth. Weird. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh. All my fillings are porcelain now, so... Yeah. it, It won't happen, but... When I was a kid. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. I um I got shocked really bad when I was in high school. Yeah. I was just trying to unplug my hair dryer. Mm. And as I was so pulling it out, I touched the tines that were like in the wall yeah. still plugged in. Ugh. And I screamed and my Ugh. arm went numb. <gasps> and I went downstairs to tell my mom. And I was like, did you not hear me scream? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I just thought you were listening to music. I was like, I could die. And yeah. you would think it was a song. Yeah. <laughs> Also, who does that? No one. It's like, ah, what yeah. a good song. <laughs> I love this song. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Please wow. stop stabbing me. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it must just be a song they like. I don't know. A jam. <laughs> this kills. <laughs> God. Well, on that note, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. A show. Yeah. This is a podcast. I'm Bucket Snake. I'm Meatwedge. This is Replay Rewind. It's a podcast where we talk about kids' movies that we haven't seen since we were kids, and we're going to try and remember what happened in the movie, and we'll probably be wrong, and then we will go watch the movie, and then we'll come back and tell you what actually happened, and some trivia for you to impress your friends with. Yeah. Yeah. I and have you know a question. What? What? Wait. You know what? I have advice. Oh. If you listen to this podcast. I don't. Know. Not you. <laughs> The royal we, the royal you, the universal audience. Don't tell someone. So I was listening to this podcast and I learned. Because you know what? People tune out. Yeah. No one listens to me when I say that. So I say, just have our information. It's fine. Yeah. Just impress people. Yeah. We don't need the credit. Well, you could credit afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. Well, that's so interesting. Be like, I know. (laughs) I was listening to this podcast and then you can like. Yeah. Because, tell your friends. <laughs> well, yeah, tell your friends. So, yeah, I mean, if you just, like, get them with the information first. Like, did you know? Yeah. Especially this movie. Because, mm. I don't know if you know, I think I've told you. 
But this movie was kind of the inspiration for, you know, when you were like, do you want to do a podcast about kids movies? I was like, yeah. Yeah. Because I watched this documentary about this movie and it was full of such good, like, cool, interesting trivia. And I want more of that for every movie I've ever loved. Nice. Yeah. Turns out there isn't cool, interesting trivia for every movie, but sounds like there will be for this movie. Yes. So before we get into that. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah, ask me. Have you ever had your house broken into? Ooh, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. I haven't Mm-mm. technically. I've had a couple times where I thought maybe the house that I lived in across the street from the skate park. Yeah. Uh, had like a cellar. Is that the one that also had mice? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had mice that pooped in the silverware drawer yeah and that was like the only indication that we had mice were they so... stealing anything no oh, and okay. i even had we had, like a pantry <laughs> with like were they making sandwiches maybe but we I had a had we had dogs and cats which i mean useless cats obviously yeah. but uh and the, there was like a pantry where like i just kept the dog food bag like on the floor of the pantry and they yeah. didn't like chew huh. holes in it or anything so i was like you know what mice it's very cold outside yeah all you do is poop in the silverware drawer i haven't noticed any other like That's problems fine. you can stay yeah but um, I was home alone one time, and I heard someone. Like, you were what? Walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I heard somebody walking around in my house. Oh, and I was like, "Hello!" And like, yeah. And that house was designed so that you could go in a circle. Yeah. And like on the first floor, and so I was just like, kind of, and I had gotten to the point where I was like, I'm just gonna grab my keys grab my wallet and leave and i'll figure it out later and then i realized that like my landlord's husband was in the cellar he hadn't told me that he was coming over but he was in the cellar but him walking around down there i saw him through the cracks in the floorboards (gasps) because that house was fucked up oh him walking around down there made it sound like somebody was walking around in the house like footsteps in the house that's so creepy (sighs) i hate that i know so that was terrible and then the other time (laughs) i just want to tell this story because it's hilarious yeah that's what we're here for was when our friend, whose name I won't mention because he wouldn't want it on here, <laughs> came over in the middle of the night. Ah, uh, yes. We were all drinking down the street. Yeah. And, well, I guess you guys were because I was at home asleep. And we're the fun ones. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I need to, you know, go crash somewhere or whatever. And you were like, well, we live right down the street and the door's never fucking locked. You know, just yeah. go through the back door. Like, whatever. You can just go crash there. And we and have he was couches. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I, like, heard him come in, because he's talking to the dogs, and I was like, oh, okay, he's here, that's cool. Yeah. And then he came upstairs, <laughs> and came into my room, and just laid down in my bed. And I was like, all right, that's <laughs> Hello? fine. I didn't say anything, I was just laying there. And he just reaches over, and he, like, grabs, like, touches my leg, and I feel him, like, stiffen up, like, what? <laughs> and he goes, hello? And I was like, hey. And he said, who is that? <laughs> Oh like, my god. Who do you think it is? What are you doing up here? Why? It's my room. What do you mean who is that? God. So That's he didn't so break silly. in. He was invited. But just the fact that he went he was surprised to find me home. I guess he had misunderstood that he thought no one was home. Yeah. But, and he just picked a bed. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was very funny. That's the silence where I'm making this face. <sighs> is just his behavior it's true <laughs> all the time it's true <laughs> but yeah so those are my break-in stories which are not really break-in stories um when i lived in the apartment where my car got stolen somebody did try to break in a couple times like our um door was like messed up 
Yeah. In a way that we couldn't close it all the way. And it was kind of like obvious that somebody had tried to get in. Mm-hmm. So we would just put the couch in front of the door. God. It was fine. <laughs> what, what an existence. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. But no, that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Why do you ask? Well. Well. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out by now, because we're talking about Home Alone. <gasps> Never heard of it. Oh, well, you're in for a treat. <laughs> just kidding. It's a great movie. I think it's my favorite Christmas movie. I think it's always been my favorite Christmas movie. It's so good. Yeah. It's one that I have consistently watched every holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely, I mean, I know we always say it, you know, like, movie that we haven't seen since we were kids. Not true with this movie. Yeah, definitely I definitely, definitely watched it last year. Yeah. I probably did, too. It's a classic. So, you yeah. know, and it's Christmas time. Yeah, and we're gonna do so it. So we gotta. We have to. Yeah. And guess what? We're gonna. Yes. Right now. <laughs> we are. Here we are. Here we go. Oh, God. Everybody um, buckle up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, it's not hard to remember what happens in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Kevin McAllister gets left home alone. Yeah. His family goes on vacation. To France. They put a child in charge of counting heads. There's so many kids. I know, but. Yeah, so it starts out. Have a roll call or something. With them. The very beginning is them, like, all meeting at that house and getting yeah. pizza yeah. while everybody's packing. And the pizza guy comes in, and then the bad guy comes in. Yes. Pretending, pretending to, be to be a, a cop. cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With mm-hmm. his freaky gold tooth. Yeah. Yeah. And then they fight over who's going to pay for the pizza. And then uh, somebody spills soda. Does Kevin spill the soda? Yeah, because his uncle's like, look what you did, you little jerk. Yeah jerk that's what he says i know the scene where he's like remembering everyone's like floating heads with all the shit they say about him I'm mm-hmm. like oh les incompetents <laughs> <laughs> yeah the beginning of this movie makes me so sad i know because like i know it's frantic but his mom is so mean to him yeah you dismissive. Know? yeah, yeah. Just absolutely, you know, won't. I know that she has a lot going on, but, you know, he's just, like, trying to make a very valid point. He's like, I only like this one kind of pizza, and nobody made sure that, like, yeah. you know, it, it didn't, it wasn't that hard. And he's just like, I'm just frustrated, you know, like, I'm not being paid attention to. Yeah. He's not being demanding. No. He's just like, hello. And, and she's, he's, he's kind of at that age, too, where it's like, he is still young. Yeah. But she is kind of acting like you should know you know how to pack your own bags and you know you should have enough patience to deal with your younger cousin and you know but he's he really is still a kid you know yeah and he just wants his mom to like listen to him for like five minutes you know and and she is just so yeah dismissive and rude and it's just like why don't you contribute a little bit more to this family and like sends him up to the attic and it's just like which the attic is tight i'd be like hell yeah i want to stay in the attic yeah but yeah, and I mean, you know, all his siblings are mean. His uncle, just looking at a child that age and right. who looks like him because he's so sweet and being like, look what you did, you little jerk. And it's right. Like, and are no, you a grown up? No other not? adult, like, defends him to be like, it was an accident. Yeah, nobody defends him. Like, that's the thing. And if I had a child and one of my brothers said that to my child, I would be like, what the fuck, yeah, dude? Yeah, what is wrong with you? Get out of my house. I know. It's like, <laughs> all of the adults are mean and then... Just that him looking to his mom as this, like, last, like, well, you've got my back, right? And she doesn't even. Yeah. And I was just like, it just makes me so sad. Yeah. But it's a good movie. It is a really good movie. It gets better. Yep. I mean, I think everybody learns a lesson in this movie, too. You yes. know? Yeah. Like, because Kevin does need to, like, 
be a bit more independent. Mm-hmm. And his mom needs to realize that he's still a child. Right. You know, he can't be home alone. Yeah. <laughs> he can be, actually. He does a great job. Yeah. He goes grocery shopping. Yeah, he does. And he, does. he accidentally steals a toothbrush, but that's okay. <laughs> Defends his entire house. Yeah. From the wet bandits. The bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love the, like, the things that debunk how they just would have died. Oh, yeah. All the things that he did to them. <laughs> oh, yeah. They would just be dead. Yes. The fact that there's no blood in this movie is very funny. Yeah, it really is. Considering how much they get just yeah. destroyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit in the face, fully stepping on nails. The swinging, like, can of paint yeah. would murder a person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, like, uh, yeah. Setting your head on fire. Lit on fire, yes. Being tarred and feathered. <laughs> yeah. That was the way people were murdered back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It truly is. I, I think we talked about it at some point during this year where we were, like, a little bit apprehensive to go back and watch it now after I've been, like, seeing so many John Hughes movies yeah. of, like, two dudes getting beat up. Yeah. Um, But I just think this is the best one. Yeah. So. Wait, is this a John Hughes movie? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yes. I thought it was a Chris Columbus movie. John Hughes definitely had something to do with it. Yeah. They might have been. He might have written it and then... Chris Columbus is a director. Directed it, but okay. it's definitely John Hughes because, you know, we were like, is this all he did? He just yeah. did two guys getting the shit kicked out of him. I mean, yeah, it's a classic trope. I know. But this, this is the is one where... the best version of it. Yes, absolutely. It's weird because, yeah, because them getting hit in the face with a paint can, you would die, you know? Yeah. Uh... But in Flubber, when they're getting hit with, like, the bowling balls falling out of the atmosphere. Yeah. That's not funny because it's, like, even less believable that they wouldn't just be just right. dead. Just like you're <laughs> demolished. Like, like, yeah, yeah like, like, not just, like, oh, it would have, like, killed you on impact. Like, it would have crushed your bones. ID this body even right. because <laughs> Brain we can't even across the driveway. use the dental records because the teeth are powder. Yeah. Like. His wallet was in his pocket. That's the only way yeah. we know it's this guy. Yeah. But for the... some reason in Home Alone, it's like, they still manage to make it, like, charming? Yeah. Somehow? I don't know. I mean, I think truly part of it is that it's Daniel Stern. Yeah. And... Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. And just their, like, brand of... Yeah. Know, the way they, like, react to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, they're, they're you somehow... You care about them a little bit? Yeah, they're, they're this magical combination of, like, they are bad guys, and you don't want them to win. Yeah, but they're still charming somehow. And you do want them to get hurt, but not, like, in an evil way. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just a... Yeah. yeah. They, they somehow got the, the magical script mm-hmm. on this one. Mm-hmm. And they just kept trying all yeah. the rest of the times. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. All right, well... Is there anything else you want to say about it before we go watch it? Um, I don't know. I used to think that it was really cool that he had mac and cheese for dinner, like just mac and cheese. Yeah? Yeah. That's what he eats before, like, the night that he knows they're coming to break in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I guess because when I was a kid, you couldn't just have mac and cheese. You know, yeah. It was a side dish. Right. But I was like, whoa. Whoa. That's He's all he ate. Just mac and cheese. That's Crazy. so cool. Um, I always think of anytime I'm carrying in groceries, I think of the scene where (laughs) both bags just explode at the same time Yeah, when he's walking down the street. I keep expecting it to happen to me. Just his little, like, defeated face. Yeah. Just like... (sighs) I've seen this movie so much. Yeah. There's so many parts. Yeah. That I remembered so clearly. Yeah. 
is one of my favorite roles for Kieran Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. God, he's so little. I know. He's my favorite Culkin. Did you watch the SNL that he hosted? No, I have to do that. Yeah. Because I do love him. It was this year. It was like maybe, I don't know. Yeah, recently because he's on like Succession. A, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so cute. You yeah. should watch it because he talks about how when Macaulay Culkin hosted SNL when he was a kid. Yeah. He was also on it. But, like, not getting as much attention. Yeah. And at the end, where they're all, like, talking and the credits are rolling, mm-hmm. the cast picked up Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. And Kieran was over by, like, one person, and he was like, hey, pick me up. <laughs> and he, they, like, showed a clip from it, and the guy was just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That's adorable. I know. Oh. Anyway. Okay. He's I'm great. Excited. Everyone's great. I yeah. love this movie. I know. I'm excited, too impart to all of you all of this fun home alone trivia that i have in my brain yeah and macaulay culkin trivia what's your favorite prank that he does oh um or which one do you like if i was like yeah home alone pranks what's the first one you think of yeah i i think what i like the best is his use of like the like movies and stuff the way that he makes them think that there are people in the house oh yeah yeah with like recording one two (laughs) ten (laughs) yes keep the change you filthy filthy animal animal. (laughs) (laughs) i think that's cool i mean just the way that he makes it look like there's a house party going oh yeah that's cool too yeah michael jordan cut out on Uh the train and like his yeah yeah shower and so he's, he's just so clever yeah you know it's not just about like brute force and him like hurting them it's also about he's outsmarting them them. yeah yeah yeah. which i really like and just thinking at every turn you know like where oh they're gonna come in through the dog door if they come in through yep but yeah i think the the using recordings is yeah my favorite super clever there's some guy in there named snake (laughs) snake (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go check it out while we go watch it you guys should go check out our patreon yeah as a christmas gift to yourself yeah get yourself a christmas gift and get yourself some bonus episodes you deserve it as also a gift to us it's well, like a win-win yeah and to present us. for you present for us everybody gets presents it's christmas yeah it's christmas there's all kinds of cool shit over there we'll tell you about it later go check it out bye bye I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
was a fucking true crime documentary. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Two men found dead <laughs> in a Chicago suburban home. Yes. Look like they've been tortured. <laughs> Is this the work of a serial killer or an angry toddler? Find out more at 11. No, the IMDb does not say that. No. It says, an eight-year-old troublemaker must protect his house from a pair of burglars when he is accidentally left home alone by his family during Christmas vacation. Nah. Eh? Are you allowed to use the word in the definition? Well. (laughs) (laughs) No. Also, it's not his house. He doesn't have any money. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm argumentative today. Get ready. An eight-year-old troublemaker must protect the house he lives in. (laughs) Rent-free. Also, what a troublemaker. Fucking mooch. I have tro- I have problems with troublemaker. I do have too. problems with troublemaker, and I was looking up. You know, as I was doing research and going through, I saw a different summary that called him bratty, and I was like, "The what? That's no. not nice." Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he has behavioral issues, yeah. but we see him interact with his family for thirty minutes. It doesn't really establish his no, you know, personality. It's just him in this stressful moment. You That's know? true. So let's not generalize right this child i agree so we open on the outside of this house that's heavily decorated for christmas and we hear these like overlapping chatter of a lot of people trying to get all their shit together yeah running around like no one is answering anyone's questions but everybody's asking a bunch of questions chickens with their heads cut off ready to be made into pies Uh uh-huh and we go inside of the house and we see a police officer played by joe pepsi Joe Pepsi. He's attempting to get the attention of anybody, yes. but everyone is completely ignoring him. Yeah, they're just like, oh, a cop type. Yeah, he's just like, hey, big man, hey, little guy. Just people <laughs> walking by, they're not even looking at him. Yeah. So right off the bat, I think it's really interesting to keep in mind for this whole movie that, um, you know, they had a location scout that went around Chicago, because it's a John Hughes movie and he loves Chicago, so of right, course yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. They went around and they found this house and they were like, this is perfect, this is the one we want to use. Yeah. And they asked the people who owned it, you know, if they could film inside their house. And they were like, yeah, absolutely, that's cool. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, sure, we own this house, we probably own another one, look how big it is. Right. <laughs> and then they got inside and they were like, oh it's too narrow in here to fit a film crew yeah you know we can't actually film inside of this house but we love it so much it's so perfect Mm -hmm. so they just rebuilt the whole house in an abandoned high school gymnasium amazing with wider hallways yeah that's smart i know they didn't want to do it like paranormal activity style with just like cameras in the hallways (laughs) just in the corners yeah There are some scenes that are filmed in the actual house. Yeah. But a lot of them were filmed in this house that they rebuilt. Yeah. So any of the scenes that you see where they're like inside of the house, but you can see outside through a window is just like green screened in. Oh, nice. The outside is. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Which I thought was really fun. Very smart. Mm hmm. So while we're uh, inside this fake house, inside an abandoned high school, (laughs) we see a woman on the phone. Who is also packing at the same time. And me watching this, I was like, how? Is she focusing on talking on the phone and packing? I could not do that. But... Yeah, I don't think she focuses on very many things. That's true. Kevin, played by Mac Culkin. Mac. Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. Yes. Comes in to complain that Uncle Frank will let the big kids watch the movie, but not him. And Mm -hmm. she's like, man, I'm on this really cool green house phone that I want. 
Yeah. That's neat. But she's like, listen, I'm on the phone, man. If he says you can't watch it, then you can't. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Right. Get off my clothes. I'm trying to pack. Yeah. He like flops down on her bed and starts reading a book. And she's yeah. like, Kevin, get j- get out of here. You know, you're like, you're in the way. You're laying on my stuff that probably doesn't need to be wrinkled. Yeah. And he says, why don't you get off the phone and make me? Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe he is a little bit of a brat. <laughs> it's because he's being constantly ignored. It's true. Well, hey, you say we can't generalize the kids we don't know that he's being constantly ignored, no but like but in, this moment. Ignored in this moment yeah but so the mom is just like peter can you <laughs> yeah assist please i'm yeah. on the phone so the dad comes over and is like hey kevin why don't you make yourself useful because he's like you guys never let me do anything and he's like if you want something to do your yeah little micro machines are all over the floor and your aunt leslie almost slipped on one and broke her neck why don't you go pick those up mm-hmm. and kevin's like well i couldn't because i was making ornaments out of fish hooks yeah really he's like i was busy yeah. doing something and his mom's like oh yeah he was in the garage making ornaments right and the dad's like not my new fish hooks yeah and he like, says well i couldn't use the old ones they're covered in worm guts yeah yeah I mean, he's right but why does that mean he can't go pick up his micro machines right now <laughs> i don't know and also using fish hooks to make ornaments sounds so dangerous yeah they're fish pointy are so sharp yeah they kind of scare me yeah but he picks them up Tells him to, like, get out of the room. Yeah. Just, like, get out of the way. Go do something. Yeah. And then hands him to his aunt. Yes. Who tells him to go pack his suitcase. Yeah. He says, pack my suitcase? Yes. So then we're back downstairs. Officer Joe Pesci is still trying to get someone's attention. Officer Joe Beppis. (laughs) (laughs) People are paying attention to him now, but not helping. And he just asks, like, he just, there's just kids. They keep going by. And yeah, he like, hasn't seen an adult. Right. Since he's been standing there. Yeah. And he stops one of them and is like, are your parents home? And she's like, yeah, but they don't live here. Yes. And then stops someone else. Okay, do your parents live here? Yes. No, my parents live in Paris. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. <laughs> are your parents home? Yeah. Did they live here? No. Right. They're just, like, constantly. Just, no, why should they? All kids, no parents. Possibly a fancy orphanage. <laughs> Which I'm like, the tenacity on this man, I would have left. Well, if he were a real cop, he would have. Mm. But since he's a burglar, right. <laughs> he is determined. Yeah, it's true. He's, he's seen the inside of the house, and he will not be And he, I'm sure, away. can tell, too. The reason everybody's running around is because they're getting ready to leave. Yeah. So he just needs to know. For sure. The deets. He got all the time in the world. That is he true. He don't have a job. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Yep, so-, so Kevin is talking to his brother, Big Pete, mm-hmm. and telling him he doesn't know how to pack a suitcase. Yeah. I'm like, this is something that his parents should have done with him beforehand. Yeah. You know, they knew that his Uncle Frank was coming into town, that it was going to be crazy. They're leaving the next day for Paris. Yep. One, they should all already be packed, but yep. whatever. But they've got... He's eight. Mm-hmm. You can't trust an eight-year-old to pack a suitcase. Have you ever... I love <laughs> when kids go out and they have, like, a purse or a backpack. I yeah. love seeing what they put. Oh, what's what they inside deem it. important. Yeah, what they need to carry around. It's never anything important. It would just be a suitcase full of micro machines. Exactly. And fish hooks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> would not be allowed through customs. <laughs> but yeah, his parents should have helped him pack long before this moment. Yeah. But so he's trying to ask all his other siblings for help, and they're all really mean to him. His yeah. older sister, Megan, calls him helpless. Mm-hmm. His brother, Mike... Big Pete. Big Pete is like, just do what Buzz told you to do and pack toilet paper and water. So we, you know, get the impression he's already asked Buzz for help and Buzz wasn't any help. Of course. His sister, Linny, says, you are what the French call les, les incompetents. 
<laughs> and he's just like, what? But she says, you know, why are you freaking out about it anyway? You know your mom's going to pack your suitcase for... You know mom's going to pack your suitcase for you. Also, P.S. Yeah. Just as an aside, you have to share the hideaway bed with Fuller, and he wets the bed if he has anything to drink. It's like, why would you tell him this in this moment? Like, it's just everyone. How many so siblings does he have? Are, him. are all four of those kids his siblings? Yeah. So the family breakdown is you've got Kate and Peter McAllister, mm-hmm. who their kids, they have five kids. Yeah. They've got Megan, Lenny, Buzz, Mike, and Kevin. Jesus. And then you've got... None of them look remotely alike. No. <laughs> it's funny Not at that all. that Kieran Culkin is his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> and they <laughs> do actually, actually look alike. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Peter's brother, Frank, mm-hmm. and his wife, Leslie, and they have five children. Oh, okay. Fuller, and then I don't remember the other kids' names. Yeah. And then, so that's 14. And then the 15th person is Heather, mm-hmm. who is Rob and georgina or georgette's kid that lives that's in they lived they moved to paris, paris but she yeah. still lives in new york yeah and so they she flew from new york to chicago so that they could all fly to paris together so, so that's where we get 15 frank and what's her name live in oh frank and leslie oh they live in ohio right, from ohio yeah. okay i need a fucking family tree on this know, shit. Wild. so there are three brothers McAllister. you've got peter frank and rob okay and then they're it's just their wives and their children and yeah. they're all going to paris nice I'm glad they all stayed married. We don't have to figure out stepkids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this house is full of kids. Kevin doesn't know how to peck. He's about to get peed on. <laughs> He's jumping around upstairs and he says, you know what? When I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. I'm living alone. Do you hear me? Yep. And Officer Beppis is just watching all this happen. <laughs> just staring at him. She's like, like, okay. What is happening in this house? Uh, then we see Buzz, who is packing his suitcase and talking to one of his cousins about French babes. It's like, is it true they don't shave their pits? Oh, uh, some of them. But they got new beaches, right? Not in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Buzz. Kevin comes in and is like, listen, I don't want to sleep in the same bed as Fuller. He's going to wet the bed. Can I sleep in here with you? And Buzz says, no. I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. <laughs> Why is Buzz so mean? They're all so mean to him. I know. He's cute. He is cute. And like, I do think, again, we can't generalize, like we said, but the way that they nonchalantly treat him so shitty is like, obviously this kid gets treated like this all the time. Yeah. This isn't just a today thing. They talk talk to him like this all the time. Yeah. It's true. Um, So then they hear their neighbor, old man Marley, shoveling snow. And so Mm -hmm. they go to look at him and they're all watching him and Buzz is spinning this tale about how he murdered his whole family with a snow shovel. Yeah. And he keeps his bodies in his big bucket of salt because it turns them into mummies. Yeah. And their cousin is like, well, why wasn't, why isn't he in jail? And Buzz is like, there wasn't enough evidence to convict him, but everybody knows that he did it. And Kevin, they're all got, they've all got their little faces squished up against the window. Yeah. And Kevin just goes, mommy. Yeah. And the way he whispers it and his eyes get really big, he like you're like, Oh, he is eight years old. He's like He's such a little baby. Yeah, he's little. Yeah. And then Marley looks at them and they're all like, Whoop and they hide. <laughs> now the pizza is here. Yes. And this kid just <laughs> comes like skirt into their driveway and hits their little like jockey man statue yep. out front. Takes it right out. Which I was like, Who taught this guy to drive? But then you see on the side of his truck it's a, or the side of his car it says we deliver in 20 minutes or it's free and this man has 10 pizzas so he better fucking get there bad time 
bad delivery model, bad business yeah. model. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to lose a lot of money. Especially, I know they're in the suburbs of Chicago, but I imagine traffic still isn't great. Yeah. Unless you have locations on every street corner and yeah. you can guarantee. <laughs> That's 20 minutes is not a long time. No, especially pizza needs to cook for at least 10. I know. I ordered a pizza the other day from Domino's and it had the little tracker on it and it was like, you're order like it had the quality inspection yeah rob started inspecting your order at 317 and at 405 i was like where's my fucking pizza jesus (laughs) how much quality do you have to inspect (laughs) give it to me that's uh i i don't know any pizza place that has a like a delivery time window guarantee anymore oh no because Because it's it's just not possible you're setting yourself up for failure yeah so anyway, anyway, the yes. pizza guy knocks on the door and the f- cop goes to let him in, which I think is very funny. He's just like, fuck it. I don't live here. Who gives a shit? Somebody's knocking on Nobody the door. Nobody else lives let here Let him either. in. Who cares? So the pizza guy tries to get $122.50 from the police officer. And he's like, not me, kid. I don't live here. Like, fucking obviously. He doesn't look at him, the pizza guy. Oh. He's just like looking at the pizzas and the receipt. He does not look at Joe Pesci in the face. I guess. But he's like, oh, you're just here for the holidays? <laughs> yeah. He goes, you could say that. Yes. But Uncle Frank comes in, takes the pizza, says, mm-hmm. oh, my brother will pay for it. Mm-hmm. Takes it all away. Finally, Peter shows up and greets the cop. Yes. Asks what the holiday plans are, since there are a lot of burglaries around the holidays. And Peter says, well, I got automatic timers for our lights, locks for the doors, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah. And then the two of them are left standing in the foyer again. Pizza man... Still unpaid. Yes. <laughs> so then everybody goes into the kitchen and Kevin's looking at around at all the pizzas and they're all, they all have stuff on them. Yeah. And he finally is like, did anybody order me a plain cheese? And Buzz is like, oh, I mean, there was one, but you're too late. If you want it, you're going to, I'm going to have to barf it up for you. And Kevin's just like, but. But why? <laughs> yeah. And Peter tells Kate. That she needs to pay the pizza guy. Mm-hmm. And Frank's like, all I have is traveler's check. So they're like, it's fine, Frank. We got it. Yeah. And we see Fuller drinking a ton of Pepsi. And his mom's like, Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. And he looks directly at Kevin in the face and smiles at him. And I was like, this is a weaponized bedwetting. <laughs> this is intentional. Yeah. What did he think was going to happen if he drank a shit ton of Joe Pesci? <laughs> You're going to piss the bed. <laughs> Cannot. Half that much. Oh my god, I... <laughs> half work I half wish that I worked at a restaurant and so I'd be like can I get a coke and be like is Joe Pesci okay <laughs> sorry we only have Pesci products <laughs> what'd you say Pepsi Pepsi <laughs> why what did you think I said <laughs> um so Buzz is like oh Kevin grab a plate and then he pretends to throw up all over Kevin I would Kevin- also like to point out that this child buzz is shoving pizza in his mouth oh yeah it isn't just like oh i forgot that this is the pizza for you like it's on purpose he is trying to wolf it down so kevin doesn't get any yeah and he's he's an asshole just like got big gobs of pizza in his mouth it's so gross yes this child is gross he's the worst and then yeah he's like pretending to throw up so that kevin can have some yeah. Which, of course, angers Kevin because he's like, I'm hungry, I'm grumpy, everybody hates me, right. you ate this pizza on purpose. Yeah. So he pushes him. Yeah. Which They're... sends him flying backwards because he's a hulk of an eight-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And he knocks over a bunch of milk because they're just cups of 
pizza and milk yeah well there uh, we hear his mom say i hope everybody's drinking milk because i don't want it to go to waste so she's like kind of pushing it on everybody to be like drink it because we're leaving in the morning and i don't want it to she's probably got five gallons of milk in her house there are seven of them yeah i guess but But milk and pizza just sound so gross yeah but yeah knocks over all these cups of milk onto the passports right which are just scattered across the kitchen counter for some reason all of the people in this family Give me anxiety. Truly. None of them are organized. Yeah. No one knows what's going on. No. And as Peter is cleaning up, he's like sopping up all the milk. Yeah. He throws away one plane ticket. Yes. Which I never noticed before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they kind of show you for a second. And somebody, when I was reading about it, somebody said that it actually says Kevin on it. It has Kevin written on the oh, outside of it. Yeah. Um, but, but it, you know, lends to later when they're all getting on the plane... It's yeah, not like, they're hey, not... I've got 15 tickets here and only 14 people. Right, an extra ticket, it's yeah. It's exactly the number of people that they she thinks that they're supposed to have. So. Right. Um, but yeah, so while that's happening and Peter's like trying to frantically like get these passports, you know, like cleaned up and the milk cleaned up, he bumps into Frank and Pepsi gets spilled on Frank's pants and Kevin's mom is like yelling at him. She grabs him and is like, what is the matter with you? And Kevin's trying to explain, you know, Buzz started it. He ate the pizza that was for me he knows i don't like sausage or whatever and while he's trying to explain frank interrupts and says look what you did you little jerk god which is so mean yeah and everyone stops talking and is just staring at kevin yes and nobody says to uncle frank whoa dude whoa 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 whoa. he is an eight-year-old child i know Ugh. but yeah his mom is like you have to go upstairs yeah his brother calls him a disease right and she's not like mike she just says nothing. She just drags him out of the room. Yep. And on the way, she sees the pizza guy, does yeah. pay him. Yeah. He says, nice tip. Thanks a lot. Yeah. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. And then she talks to the cop for a bit, mm-hmm. explaining that they're going to Paris. We hope to leave tomorrow morning. That's when your tickets are for. Yeah. What, when did you book a flight for? <laughs> like, I know that travel restrictions were a little more loosey-goosey in the 90s, but not so much that you're like, I don't know, we're going to try and leave tomorrow morning. God. But she, she's like, this one's being a little out of sorts. So I got to take him upstairs. And he's like, no worries, ma'am. I already spoke to your husband. I just wanted to, you know, check in and rest assured your house is in good hands. And he winks at Kevin and smiles at him. And we see his gold tooth go bling. His gold tooth also winks. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So while they were filming this movie, Joe Pesci deliberately avoided Macaulay Culkin on set as much as he could so that Macaulay Culkin would think he was mean. Oh, I know, which is kind of not very nice. Yeah, it's like he's he understands. He's an actor. Yeah, he's, he's been in some things. Acting. Yeah, but he's just because like he's little doesn't little mean. Kid. Yeah, but I don't know. You'll get more real reactions, I guess, if you're like, oh, that guy's scary. I guess so. Yeah, but Kevin's mom carries him up the stairs by his collar, basically, and says, "There are 15 people in this house, and you're the only one causing trouble," which isn't true. But No, it's just the only one that she directly sees causing trouble, I guess. Except for Frank, who called him a little jerk. Rude. But Kevin's like, yeah, no, I'm just the only one getting dumped on. Yeah, and she's right. Yeah. And she says, no, get upstairs. And then Kevin says, I am upstairs, dummy. Yeah, that's not very nice. (laughs) He has been getting dumped on for like three hours, though. It's true. But But she's like, no, the third floor. And she opens the door to the attic. mm -hmm. And he's like, it's scary up there. And she's like, don't care, get up there. And Fuller will be up later. Yeah. He's like, Fuller's going to wet the bed. And she does concede on that. She's like, okay, we'll put him somewhere else. And she looks like she softens for a second. She's yeah. like, oh, you're right. Yeah. And that's that's a little far. <laughs> I know. He doesn't deserve to be peed on. Right. To banish my child to 
Yeah. Piss punishment. Yes. She's like, anyway, get up there. <laughs> Piss banishment. <laughs> That's a he weird says, metal band. Yes. He says, I'm sorry. She says, it's too late to apologize. Get upstairs. It's too late. Yeah. Everyone in this family hates me. She says, then maybe you should ask Santa for a new family. I don't want a new family. I don't want any family. Families suck. She says, just stay up there. I don't want to see you again for the rest of the night. Harsh. Yeah. But then he says, I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I I, don't want to see anybody else either. I love the way he says it. Because she's like, she's mad. And he's just like, I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. He's very calm about it. very matter of fact. He's like, I don't care anymore. I'm done. Y'all can fuck off. Yep. And she says, I hope you don't mean that. Because you'd feel pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. No, I wouldn't. Then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. I hope I never see any of you jerks again. And he goes upstairs. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a scary attic at all, Kevin. No. It's very warm looking and it's covered in stuffed animals. And he gets in. Now he has his whole bed to himself. Yeah. And he gets in the bed and thinks, I wish they would all just disappear. Yeah. And I'm like, why does he have shoes on? Mm. He's been inside all day. So he doesn't step on any micro machines. Oh, true. <laughs> He knows it's dangerous out there. So, in the middle of the night, the wind is really heavy and knocks down a branch, takes out a power line, and cuts the power to the McAllister home. Mm-hmm. And all the other homes, too, I think. Well, yeah. On the street. But this is the one we care about. Yes. The so, rest of them can fuck off. Yeah. It's not about them. <laughs> Don't give a shit. <laughs> so, the next morning, the shuttle guy is there to take them to the airport and knocks on the door. Yeah. Which wakes the McAllisters up to realize that they have slept through their alarms because yes. the power went out. Yep. And there is a frantic sped up montage mm-hmm. of everyone getting dressed. Yeah. And we get that song that they play on the beef commercials. I don't know what it's called. And all I can think of right now is like <laughs> Benny Hill. Like, wait, baby, 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 baby. Yeah. That's not it. It's the, it's just the one that plays on the, it, in the nineties, it played on all the beef commercials and it was oh. like, beef, it's what's for dinner. Oh, um, I don't remember. I I'm blanking entirely. Great. So you guys fill it in in your own brains. <laughs> <laughs> sure, many people are singing it at their yes. radio right now. Yeah, absolutely. I just need to know how 15 people did not notice that that they, they had, had overslept, overslept or that the power went out. You know? Yeah, I mean you you just hear it and it would get cold. Yeah. I mean, I guess they all have blankets and stuff, but you know, Kevin especially upstairs in the attic mm-hmm. is going to be freezing unless it was the hottest room. So it stayed the warmest because heat rises. But I just, like, there are a lot of people sleeping there who are not at their own home. Yeah. And I don't ever sleep as well if I'm not at home. So, right. like, if the power went out, I would notice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not at my own house. I mean, I, I I always do, I think. Yeah. But I'm more forgiving of the people in their own home. But the yeah. people who are visiting, you would think, would. Yeah. I mean, 15 people. Not one of them got up in the middle of the night to go pee and was just like, oh, it's super dark. The light like, won't come on when I'm trying to pee. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, the middle of winter. So the sun is like fully out at this point, mm-hmm. which means it's probably like 830 mm-hmm. when they wake up. Yeah. Which is really sleeping in. It's a little bit after eight because the guy at the shuttle is like, she said eight o'clock sharp. Oh, you know, yeah. And he's there like trying to knock on the door. So yeah, it's it's right around eight. So anyway. Yeah. They are frantically getting ready, throwing things together, whatever. Yeah. We see Mitch Murphy from across the street Mm -hmm. has wandered over and is just asking the shuttle drivers so many questions. Yeah. Does this thing have four-wheel drive? Does this thing have power steering? (laughs) Is this thing good, 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 good,
I really like the way the shuttle guy talks. He yeah. sounds like he's from New York. Yeah. He's like, don't bother me. Get yeah. out of here. I told you. I don't want to, you know. Yeah. He's like. I told you not to be here. We're going to Florida, but first we got to go to Missouri to pick up my hand. <laughs> he's just like talking and talking and talking. And so while they're all getting ready, their mom tasks Heather, the oldest cousin. Yeah. With doing a head count to make sure that everyone is there. Yes. And so they all go outside. She's got all the kids lined up in front of the vans. And she counts them. Buzz, of course, is like, you know, she's like, one, two, three, four, five, like, mm, yeah. 13. <sighs> Punch that kid right in the face. So annoying. Um, but she taps Mitch Murphy on the head and yeah. counts him as one of the children. He's because he's like going through someone's bag in he's the taking shuttle. Pictures. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> God, that fucking kid. So she's like, 11. Cool. And then Mitch, right. like, promptly turns around and leaves. Bye. Bring me something French. Yeah. And then he fucks off. Right. And then, yeah, they all get in the vans. Heather tells Kate that there are 11 kids, and they head out. Yep. 11 kids, four adults, two shuttle drivers, and a partridge in a pear tree. And then the electricity repair guy comes up and is like, hey, your phone lines are down. It's going to take... We got the electricity back on, but the phone lines are going to take a couple days. And she's like, tight. Don't give a shit. Bye. Literally don't care. Do you see that I'm leaving? Yeah. <laughs> Which them being in two vans also does lend credence to... To no one noticing. Exactly. That Kevin isn't yeah, there. Yeah, I saw like an, a specific breakdown where it's like, well, if you figure there are 15 of them, so you've got eight in one van, seven in the other, both vans are going to be like, oh, we're just in the seven person van. Right. The other one must be the eight person van. Right. So yeah. And they don't have cell phones. That you everybody's know. in the other one. And she told her to do a head count. And she did. Then she did. So we're all here. Now we're in the airport. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's got to make it to town. They are very late. They only had 45 minutes to get from their house at 8 a.m. to the airport, to Chicago O'Hare Airport. Two days before Christmas? Yeah. Two days before Christmas, O'Hare International Airport, Uh huh. and they live in the suburbs outside of Chicago. Yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. And this is before, you know, 9-11. Sure. There is less security, but there is still security. Yeah. It's just, you just have to take your shoes off. Yeah. Or your belts or whatever. This but, is not believable. No. But that's okay. <laughs> and 15 of them? Well, 14 of them? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they make, they just make it. They yeah. run up, you know, they're like, did we make the plane? She's like, no, you're just in time. They hand her the stack of tickets. She does a quick head count while they're running in. There, She's like, all right, go, 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 go. And they all make it. They sit down. Whew, the kids are in coach. The parents are in first class. Again, no one's going to notice. Yep. Everybody split up. Take a deep breath. The mom says, man, I hope we didn't forget anything. <laughs> they did. <laughs> the garage doors are open. Right. No, it's Kevin. He's still in the house. Yeah. He, he slept like a rock. He sure did. Didn't hear anybody downstairs yelling. Mm -mm. But he comes down the stairs, opens the door, disheveled hair. Yeah. Looking a little too disheveled. It's like perfectly disheveled. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he wanders around the very quiet house. Yeah. And we get a lot of, like, almost jarring juxtapositions of, like, the silent house and the loud plane. Yes. Back and forth. see the plane taking off. Yeah. Yeah. And Kevin just, like, wanders around the house, goes to the kitchen, turns on the TV, and then he just kind of, like, looks around. Mm-hmm. It's like, something is wrong. He's a little groggy. The kitchen is so clean. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a huge mess the night before, and now it is very put away. Uh-huh. But anyway. And very quiet. Very quiet. A little too rough. Yeah. Hmm. He just goes, Mom? 
Back to the plane, Frank is trying to get Leslie to steal the salt and pepper shakers. Yeah, because they're real crystal. <sighs> Put them in your purse. But she, she's like, do you, she's asking Peter. The mom is asking Peter, like, don't you feel like a heel for sitting up here in first class when the kids are back in coach? And he's like, no, all the traveling I did as a kid was in the back of our station wagon. Like, they're fine. They're going yeah. to Paris. Like, this is a great time for them. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. She's like, they're doing great. Okay. When I was coming up, we were lucky to even have France. <laughs> And then we see Kevin, who's still trying to find anybody. He's just wandering around. Buzz? Megan? Mom? Uncle Frank? Is this some kind of joke? He goes in everybody's bedrooms. He goes down in the basement and sees the furnace, which is very scary, and mm. growls at him. And yeah. he's like, <gasps> and takes off back up the stairs and goes right outside. Yeah. And he sees that the cars are still in the garage. And the garage doors are both open. That is weird. But and it's a detached garage, so it's fine. Yeah. He's like, well, they didn't go to the airport because the cars are still here. Right. He doesn't know that there was going to be a shuttle. Right. Yeah. So he goes back inside and he sits down and he says, I made my family disappear. And then he thinks about all the terrible things that they said to him. And he says, I made my family disappear. And yeah. he wiggles his eyebrows. He has a, a little flashback of floating heads above him of mm-hmm. all the mean shit everybody said to him. And then he's like, you know what? Actually, this rules. This is just what i wanted yeah he looks into the camera yes. breaking the fourth wall john hughes style yes and now we have a disappeared family montage mm-hmm. which is what i do every time i'm home alone <laughs> jump on the bed and eat popcorn i run around the house yelling that i'm free yeah i look through my roommate's stuff yeah i don't do that no he does find some porno mags and buses buses and buzzes <laughs> he finds some porno mags and buzzes chest thing yeah like trunk full of things he says no clothes on anybody sickening yeah they used a real playboy magazine but they taped the pages together so that when he was flipping through it macaulay culkin wouldn't see any naked people. oh <laughs> that's cute i know he steals some firecrackers he looks at a picture of buzz's girlfriend yeah buzz your girlfriend woof which i think everybody knows but this picture of this little girl is the one of the writers, I think, it's his son in a wig. Because yeah. Chris Columbus was like, well, I didn't want any little girl to like be made fun of even yeah. for a second. So we're like, so there's just the cheesiest picture of this little boy. <laughs> you're like, ha Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which makes me very happy. And then he takes... And then he yells through the house. Yes. <laughs> Buzz, I'm going through all your private stuff. You better come out and pound me. <laughs> Why does he say pound? I don't know. I don't love it. Because I'm sure that's what Buzz, Buzz tells Damn it, you've infected me. I'm sure that's what Buzz tells him. Like, you're going to get pounded. He says it later, too. That a kid got pounded because... F- he says nailed. Nailed. The... Wow, yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> huh. Anyway. Yep. Not great. Uh, and then he takes Buzz's BB gun and he does some shooting. He puts some little figurines in the laundry chute mm-hmm. and shoots them all down. Yeah. And then... He starts to watch Angels with Filthy Souls. Yeah. Which sounds like a porn. Yes. There is a real movie called Angels with Dirty Faces. Oh. And so they were trying to riff off of that, but they just... That sounds like a porn, too. Filthy Souls. But he's eating a whole bunch of ice cream. Yeah. He's like, guys, I'm eating junk. I'm watching rubbish. You better come stop me. (laughs) And yeah, we just get... It's a gangster movie. Yeah. So, you know, the whole, like, scene where he's like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, snakes. I'm going to give you the to the count of ten to get your ugly, no good, yellow keister off my property. And then he shoots him a bunch. One. 
two, ten. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. And it scares Kevin, and he puts his hands over his eyes, and he goes, Mom! I know. It's cute. It is cute. And at the same time, as he's yelling mom, his mm-hmm. mom on the plane mm-hmm. sits up and says, I have a terrible feeling that we forgot something. Did yes. I turn off the coffee? No, I did. Did we lock up? Yeah. Did you close the garage? That's it. I forgot to close the garage. Yeah. That's it. You know, not a big deal. Garage is open. What are you going to do? Yeah, and it's She's fine. like, okay. And she sits back for a second and then she's like, no, that's not it. There's, yeah, there's something else. Yeah, and they're both kind of like, what could it be? Making what? little thinking faces. Yeah, she says, what could we have forgotten? And then, Kevin! She yells it so loud, and it's like the part of the flight where everyone is asleep, the lights are low, it's like dark outside, and I'm sure yeah. everyone in that part of the plane just went, Whom? Huh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin, because he's preparing to sled down the stairs. Yeah. And right out an open door. Yeah. Which he does. Yes. Successfully. Yes. Even though the stairs in the front door are not lined up at all. And he would have just hit a wall. But, you know, it's fine. Physics don't apply to this movie. And then we're back to the plane and we see Kate, who was just looking shocked. She's just staring into the middle distance while, like, Leslie and Peter are holding her hands. And she's like, I'm I'm a bad mother. What kind of mother am I? I left my son home alone. And the flight attendant is like, you know, we're doing the best that we can, but your phones are still down. The phones in your area are still down, so we can't get through to anybody. And we'll try again as soon as we land at the airport. Yeah. I can't believe you did not make a note about what Frank said, because it is your least favorite it's thing true. for people to say. I hate it. And he, this is a very egregious example. Yes, where he says, absolutely. If it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading glasses. Uh, look at him. Yeah, I, I fucking hate it when you're like complaining about something and somebody goes, well, if it makes you feel any better. No, it doesn't. No, I just feel bad for you. <laughs> also, you could have just said, I'm tired of listening to your thing. I want to talk about me now. That yeah. would have been more genuine. Exactly. But anyway, back in Chicago, mm-hmm. the Bet Wandits are sitting in a van on the darkened street. <laughs> Harry, the officer that we saw earlier, is uh-huh. sitting in the driver's seat explaining to Marv yeah. that he talked to all the families and they told him they'd be gone He's been watching the houses, he's written, taken notes on when all the automatic lights go on, and he, like, points them out as they come on. Mm-hmm. 671, which is the str- the house that Kevin lives in, uh-huh. is the silver tuna, he says. Yeah. There's so much stuff in there, Marv, and we're gonna take all of it. Yep. Crowbar's up. Clink. <laughs> Marv just wants to know if there'll be toys. Yeah. Like, Harry is listing off all of the things that he saw, and they're like, oh, there's VCRs and TVs and- right various things and mars like toys yeah (laughs) which is funny because later when they break into a house harry is the one who's playing with the toy train around yeah the tree so honestly both of them are just like ooh, ooh, toys (laughs) ooh, fun stuff yes so then we see kevin he's fallen asleep in the living room with the grinch playing on tv the classic and yes well i don't think the other one existed yet no i know And so the wet bandits back their big old van into the driveway and the closing of the car doors wakes Kevin up and he looks up and he sees their silhouettes as they're creeping up to his back door. And so he just starts and he hears them say, let's go around, you know, to the basement. Yeah. And so he starts tearing through the house and he's turning lights on, including the light that's like right outside the basement door. And they're like, wait, I thought you said that nobody was going to be home. And he's like, let's get out of here. So they take off. And then we see Kevin hiding under his parents' bed. And scared. We hear them drive away. Yep. 
Then the McAllisters have landed in Paris uh-huh. and again are running through an airport. Yes. <laughs> they make it to like the big payphone bank, mm-hmm. steal a phone from a French lady. Yes. And then Kate is like handing change to all the kids and is like, call everyone you know. Yeah. And she's hands Les- she hands Leslie her address book. It says maybe someone else who lives on the street can help. Mm-hmm. And then she tells Peter to book them a flight home. Yep. Peter's like, all right, I'm on it. Then we see back to Kevin, who's still hiding under the bed, but then he crawls out and he's like, this is dumb. Only a wimp would be hiding under the bed. And I'm not a wimp. I'm the man of the house now. So he gets out from under the bed, goes all the way downstairs and outside the front door and is just in the front yard going, I'm not afraid anymore. Do you hear me? I'm not afraid anymore. (laughs) But as he's doing that, we hear some scraping and then from around a tree comes old man Marley carrying his snow shovel and dragging his big bucket of salt and Kevin screams at him and runs back inside (laughs) back up the stairs jumps in the bed and gets under the covers at least he's in the bed instead of under the bed this time yeah that's bravery that's a step you know his shoes on (sighs) the next scene is very frustrating yeah because Kate has gotten through to the police department in Chicago, mm-hmm. and they do not take her seriously. No. The way that this man talks on the phone and his piece of donut falls onto the handset I know. is seared into my brain. It's so gross. Yeah. And he just keeps talking while there's just a chunk of donut. Just in the receiver. Yeah. Like, ugh. But yeah, they, they transfer her back and forth a couple times. Yeah, they keep calling her hyper. Yeah, hyper on two. Yeah. It's rude. Yeah. He doesn't even, when he does that, he doesn't even put her on hold. He just yeah. kind of pulls the phone away from her and he's like, hey, Rose, Hyper's back on too. Yeah. All right, hold on, ma'am. And yeah, so I mean, they, you know, they bouncing her around and it's just really frustrating. But it, they finally say, okay, we'll send an officer over to your house to check up on Kevin. Yeah, and they do. And, and a cop comes over and knocks on the door a bunch, but Kevin does not answer. So the cop decides everything's fine. Yeah. And tells him to count their kids again. Yeah, like, oh, we just, which is kind of weird, because it's like, they don't know how many kids they have with them. All they know is that she left one behind. But whatever. Yeah, I was reading uh, something actually earlier today about how, because Kevin saw that it was a cop, right? And just didn't answer the door? No, he just hears knocking on the door. And the guy does not announce himself. Yeah, but I, I do think that the reason that he doesn't call the cops is because Joe Pesci was dressed as a cop at first. Yeah, but he doesn't know that it's Joe Pesci yet. He no, but he, yeah, face. he does later. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, because the phones are still down. Yeah. So when the phones come back up, that's why he doesn't call the police, is because right. he thinks that the police might also be bad guys. Sure. Because this guy who was a police officer is trying to break into his house. Yeah. Which I had never considered before. Right. Because I have always been like, why didn't he just call the police once the phones were up? Yeah. Because I understand not until that point. Yeah. Even going to a neighbor's house, like, he's scared of Marley and no one else is in the neighborhood. Right. So all that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the, the cops are useless. Anyway, it doesn't even matter. He yeah. could have probably called the cops and been like, hey, I'm home alone. And they would have been like, cool. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> like, that's nice. Don't burn the place down. Call right. us if you burn the place down. But yeah, this cop does not announce himself. No. He's not like, hey, police, you know. Yeah. Come anybody in. home. Hey, He's Kevin. Just knocking. I know you're in there. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, your mom told me to call, you know, or something me, like that. Me, the police. Right. <laughs> that's why when I was growing up, we had a code word. Oh, yeah, we did too. So. What was yours? Barley. Oh, cute. Yeah. Mine was rainbow. Oh. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so Kevin does not come to the door. And yeah, the cop's just like, well, the house looks secure, so, you know. 
Yeah. Doors are locked. Everything seems fine. Nothing's on fire. I don't see any kid skeletons lying in the bushes. <laughs> I think it's okay. Yeah, but it's like no she puddles of blood. told you that a child, an eight-year-old boy, is home alone. So back at the airport, we see Peter is like talking to... I don't know what you call... She's not a flight attendant because she works in the airport at the desk, but... A plane you know. secretary. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, we need to get back on the first available flight. And she's like, I can't get you anything before Friday. You know, I can't just kick someone off a plane. Yeah. And he's like, but maybe if you brought them up here and explained the situation. And she's like, no, I can't just, I can't do that. Yeah. And, and then Peter turns to Kate and is like, we can't get anything for like a couple days, basically. Yeah. And Peter's like, listen, we can't do anything from here we may as well go to my brother's house Mm -hmm. and keep trying to call yeah but kate's like i'm not leaving the airport unless it's on an airplane yeah and the wing woman is like (laughs) i mean you can stay here and maybe someone won't show up for their spot we'll put you on standby yeah you know and maybe you can get on a flight and so she's like okay yeah so they leave kate in the airport and everybody else leaves Peter hugs her and says, don't you get lost too. Oh, Which is adorable. That is adorable. I've flown on standby before. Yeah. I almost got stranded in Utah because of it. Oh, fun. Yeah. Because they were like, yeah, this one has open seats. And then it didn't. Mm. And so we had to wait. And I was like, oh, no. I just live here now. <laughs> yeah. So back at home, Kevin is explaining his shower routine out loud to himself because this is a John Hughes movie and he is obsessed with shower routines. He really does and love them. people getting ready in the morning. It's true. And brushing their hair while they're talking in the mirror. Yes, talking... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 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 I've never thought about it before, but... I guess that's better than being obsessed with people's feet. That's true. But yeah, he's brushing his hair, he's putting on deodorant, he says he needs a toothbrush, which he will go get when he goes to the store later today. Mm-hmm. Other than that, feeling pretty good. Yeah. Then he puts aftershave on his... why i don't know he didn't shave his face yeah and i don't know that it would actually burn that much if you didn't just shave i don't think so if your skin wasn't like yeah if your pores weren't opened from the i don't know i've never shaved my face scraped but like why i don't know why he do that (laughs) anyway then he goes to buzz's room and he tries to climb buzz's shelf because he's aiming for a box way at the very top Mm -hmm. but what he does instead is bring the whole shelf down (laughs) And everything on it, including the tarantula cage, which the tarantula gets free. Yes. But don't worry, he's not hungry. He ate a bunch of mouse guts before they left. Yeah. And he, the box that he was aiming for pops open and he's like, oh, Buzz's life savings. And And it's just like a wad of money. 20 bucks out of there. (laughs) Yep. And he gets all bundled up and he heads to the store. Yeah. And on the way, he sees across the street, the wet bandits van outside the Murphy home. And he says, I thought the Murphys went to Florida. Detective Murphy. And then he goes. But inside the Murphy home, we see uh-huh. that Harry and Marv are playing with all of their toys, mm-hmm. opening their presents, yep. putting things in bags. Yeah. And as they're doing that, the phone rings, and it's Peter McAllister, mm-hmm. who is giving them the number to where they're staying in Paris, mm-hmm. to be like, hi, I know I already called, I'm just leaving another message, if you can reach me, please call me back. Yeah. And Marv hears this while wearing snorkeling goggles. Yes. <laughs> and he tells Harry, hey- isn't the McAllister of the house the one we were at last night? And he's like, yeah. And he's yeah. like, you were right. They are in Paris. Yeah. So they're like, all right, Silver Tuna tonight. Silver Tuna was my name in high school. Absolutely it was. <laughs> it will be one day when I go gray. <laughs> <laughs> Silver Tuna. So now we see Kevin at the store trying to buy a toothbrush. And he asks the woman <laughs> if it's approved by the American Dental Association. This child is 
insufferable. Precocious. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know, it doesn't say. And he's like, well, can you find out? So she asks the pharmacist. And while he's standing there waiting to find out this information, we see... <laughs> the pharmacist is like, what? Yeah. I don't... I know, you kind of hear as... Like, he's freaking out. Mm-hmm. You hear him in the background going, just tell him that it is. And she's yeah. like, I can't just tell him that it is. He just wants to... But, um... He's a child. We see old man Marley slam his bloody hand down on the counter. Yeah, it's like he's wrapped like, up Womp. in a old rag. And it's, yeah. Yeah. And then stares at him. And Kevin starts backing away. And then the lady's like, son, you have to pay for that toothbrush here. You can't, you can't leave without paying for the toothbrush, buddy. And then he turns and bolts. And then she's like... Jimmy, stop that boy! He's stealing the toothbrush! And it's like, just let him have it for fuck's sake. Right, you can also 78 see... 78 cents. Yeah. And also that he's like... He backed one step away from the counter and the woman was like, don't steal that! Yeah. It's like, relax, lady. Right. But then he does steal it. He does. He didn't mean to. No. I did notice that Marley is buying just regular ass band-aids. Yeah. For that giant wound on his palm yeah and we see yeah the wound is on his palm and then when we see him later he has a band-aid on the back of his hand so it's like did it go all the way through your hand and are you just putting (laughs) band-aid brand bandages on this sir all the way around (laughs) does he have stigmata do you think i don't know (laughs) is he the christ I'm not going to touch that one. So anyway. (laughs) That's a different movie. So Kevin runs away and a cop chases him for a little bit, but he gets away. Yeah, on the little ice rink. Mm -hmm. They both slide across. Yeah. And then he's walking home holding his toothbrush and he's so sad looking. He just goes, I'm a criminal. Yeah. (laughs) The song playing in this part is called Man of the House. And I just think that's cute. Because all the songs are named after, like, the parts of the movie, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, soundtrack, John Williams. Mm -hmm. But I just thought Man of the House was, like, a cute title. It (laughs) is. Of him trying to take care of himself. I know. Yeah. So now we see Marv and Harry leaving the Murphy house, and Marv is stopping up the sinks and turning on the water, and then he's just like, (laughs) all the way back to the van, and Harry's like, what's so funny? And he just keeps laughing. He's like, you did it again, (laughs) didn't you? And he's like, yeah, it's our calling card. We're the wet bandits. And he's like, no, you're, something is wrong with you. Nobody else ever does this. And he's like, all the greats have a calling card, okay? (laughs) And that one is ours. And as they're arguing, they're pulling out of the driveway. And they almost hit Kevin, who, (laughs) the the yell that he does as the van comes, like, and boops his nose. It gets so close to him. Ah! It's so funny. I know. <laughs> it's just like, he doesn't It's move. not he a just, real yell. No. <laughs> but it is full-throated. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> anyway, they um achieved this shot in the same way they did that shot in Hook where he has the sword. Oh, yeah. Where they started with the van up in his face and mm. then they backed up very quickly down the driveway and they had Macaulay oh. Culkin walk backwards. Yeah. So they weren't like nearly hitting a child with a van yeah yeah it'd be fine kids are resilient but so they roll down the window and they're like hey kid watch it you know be careful and he's like i will and sandy don't visit the funeral homes kid (laughs) very helpful thank you yeah thanks but then kevin notices harry's gold tooth and remembers him yeah and he's like oh shit why is this guy 
looking like this and in a plumbing van when before he was dressed like a cop right in my house yes and it they all get a weird feeling from this like all three of them are like uh something weird just happened yeah and so he leaves for home and then harry's like i don't like the way that kid looked at me and yeah. Mark's like well do you recognize him do you have you have you seen him recently and harry's like i saw a hundred kids i've been in so many houses there are kids all over the place right yeah but they're like all right let's follow him and see which house he goes into but mm-hmm. they're very terrible yeah at following him i know they follow start following him so he starts going faster and harry's like see i knew i didn't like this kid why is he running it's like this two grown-ass man <laughs> men in a scary van are following him down the street yep so he takes off running but then they can't find him and they're like well maybe he went in the church and they're both like i'm not, <laughs> I'm not going, going in there, there. <laughs> but then we see him hiding in the nativity scene very smart and he heads back home and as he's running back home he says when those guys come back i'll be ready yep and at that same night the bet that's pull up to the McAllister home. <laughs> and I just noticed that the side of their van says, okay, plumbing. Yeah. Which I was like, you know, they make all those vintage t-shirts now that are tiny references to oh, like classic yeah. movies. And that logo would be really cute on a t-shirt. Yes. But there appears to be a full on party happening yeah. inside the McAllister home. The stereo is blaring Christmas music, and mm-hmm. there are lots of what looks like people moving around in the house having a grand old time. Yeah. So they're like, okay, that's weird. I thought they'd left, but I guess not. Let's There's get out of here. There's a house full of people, yeah. Yep. And then we see inside that Kevin has dressed all of the mannequins from the basement. Yes. And attached ropes to their hands and given them glasses and things yeah. like that. And he's just yanking the ropes around and making them move around. And he has also affixed his... Michael Jordan cardboard cut out to a train. So it's wandering around the party as well. Yeah. He looks like he's having so much fun. He does. Which is really cute. I like that throughout this whole movie, you know, he's like scared for a little bit, but then he's like, don't be scared. And he like has fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, gotta deal with it. May as well have fun. Yeah. I do like imagining looking in on that scene from the outside and being like, that man is just gliding in a circle. (laughs) He's a very good host. (laughs) Need anything? Say about easy on skates. Whoosh, hey, how about you? <laughs> Can I get you anything? They have a... Freshen up that drink? <laughs> an ice rink in this house? <laughs> so in Paris, the McAllister clan is watching It's a Wonderful Life, but in French. Yep. Frank is being an asshole. Yeah. Some more. Mm-hmm. It's just like eating the food that wasn't supposed to be eaten yet, basically. Yeah. The shrimps. Yes. Yeah. I just... I hate him. This is the only time that we see Rob and... I think her name's Georgina. Yeah. Or something like that. They're just in the background. Okay. Yeah. Because I was see... like, do we ever even see them? Not really. Not in focus. Yeah. Because we see her go, Frank, those are for later. Frank. And he is ignoring her. And yeah. he's like, hello, you know, mes petites enfants. Would you like a little shrimp? Yeah. And she, like, turns to her husband, who is also decorating the tree, and he just kind of shrugs. That's the only time we ever see, like, That's so people. weird. Yeah. I f- it feels weird for there to not be a scene where they're explaining what's going on. Yeah. To his brother. Was supposed to be a scene where they, the two of them are standing in the airport holding a sign that says, welcome McAllister's or welcome something. And the McAllister clan runs right through it because they're They're trying to get to the phones. Yeah. They deleted it. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cute. Yeah. Peter is still trying to get someone on the phone, but not having any luck. Mm -hmm. Megan is talking to Buzz about how she's worried about Kevin because he's so little and helpless. But Buzz is like, I'm not worried. You know, yeah. he's been such a shit. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves right. for something to happen to him. Nothing bad is going to happen to him for three reasons. Yeah. A, I'm not that lucky. 
Two, we have smoke detectors. And D, we live on the most boring street in America where nothing dangerous ever happens. Yep. And we're back to the McAllister home. And this poor little jockey man gets knocked down again by the same pizza dipshit that we saw the day before. He gets knocked down. But he gets up again (laughs) until there's some more pizza around. Oh, God. (laughs) So. There's only one pizza delivery man in this town. That's true. Well, he's just the one that works on their yeah, in their Very area. small radius, so yeah. they can get that 20-minute time right. down. So he sees a note on the front door asking him to come around to the back door, so he does. And when he knocks, we hear the audio from Angels with Filthy Souls. Says, Who is it? Uh, it's little Nero, sir. I'm here with your pizza. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Okay, but what about the money? What money? Well, you have to pay for your pizza, sir. Is that a fact? How much do I owe you? Uh, that'll be eleven eighty, sir. And then twelve dollars comes out of the dog door. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> Cheapskate. Hey, I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, <laughs> two, ten. <laughs> this poor kid is just like backing away. And, like, <laughs> what? Trips over the trash cans and then goes running, gets in his car tears the fuck out of there and kevin goes and gets his pizza ah a lovely cheese pizza just for me yep all i had to do was threaten the pizza guy he is laughing through the end of that yeah he did not have to add the i'm gonna shoot you part to it but he did for fun he didn't have to do any of that he could have just answered the door and given the guy the money that is also that kid would not have asked any questions nope oblivious yes (laughs) but it's more fun this way absolutely what's not fun is that poor Kate is at the airport just begging people to, like, trade her tickets. Because she has a ticket. Yeah. For, like, two days. No, the next day. Friday morning. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, listen, I have a first-class ticket tomorrow morning. She's talking to this cute little old lady. Mm -hmm. Two first-class tickets. You can have my watch. Mm -hmm. She says, is it a Rolex? And she says, do you think it is? (laughs) No. Uh, $500 in cash. Uh Her earrings. Yeah. If... They'll just leave tomorrow instead of today. Yeah. And at first, her husband comes up and is like, come on, we got to get on the plane. Yeah. And. Irene. Yeah. And Kate's like, and the earrings. Don't forget the earrings. Yeah, you like them. And the the husband goes, she's got a whole shoebox full of them. Dangly ones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I could hear for some reason. Yeah. Dangly ones. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, but. So they're like, okay, well, we're getting on this plane. And then she just says, please. You know, I'm I'm desperate. I'm begging you from one mother to another. Like, please, can you just help me out? Yeah. And then Ed is like, all right. Yeah. So she... And this plane is not even going to Chicago. It's going to Dallas-Fort Worth. Right. It's just going is, from France to America. Right. She's like, at least I'll be on the right continent. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Kevin is at home watching TV, feeling sad. Yeah. He's carrying a picture of his family into bed. I do love that he sleeps in his parents' room every night. Yeah. It's cute. It's kind of funny because we never see Kevin's room. We That's see Buzz's true. room. We see the upstairs attic where he sleeps and then his parents' room, but we never see what Kevin's room looks yeah. like. Yeah. We also see Mike's room, but hmm. not Kevin's. Yeah. But he promises that he'll never be a pain in the butt again if they'll just come back. Yeah. I know. And he gives it a little kiss and says good night and goes to sleep. And the next morning, we see him getting ready again, doing the same routine. Including the aftershave thing, which I'm like, okay, you didn't even learn your lesson, you silly boy. You silly bitch. (laughs) And now he's grocery shopping. 
Yeah. And the cashier's giving him weird looks because she's like, are you here by yourself? But he's just like, ma'am, I'm eight years old. Do you really think I'd be out here shopping by myself? I don't think so. I don't think so. I do hate that her apron is like girl shaped. It annoys me. Yeah, it's weird. It has like a lower, like, what am I trying to say? It's got like a V. Yeah. Like neckline. Yeah. The aprons at Waffle House do too. Oh, really? Like, it's fucking Waffle House, my man. It's It's an apron. Yeah. It's meant to protect your clothing. It's yeah. not meant to be like, whatever. Anyway, then the classic scene happens after he pays for his groceries and goes home. The bottoms fall out of both bags at the same time. I don't understand the inclusion of this scene. This poor little boy has already been through so much and you're just going to throw this like, what? it doesn't lead to anything. I know. It doesn't teach him anything. He just is like, <sighs> and yep. looks in the camera like, yeah. can you believe this shit? <laughs> And I'm like, why did you do this to this poor little boy? I don't get it. But he's back home. He's made it. And he's doing his own laundry. Mm -hmm. Why did this movie not spark a generation of self-sufficient men? I don't know. You know, Babe made everybody be vegetarians. Yeah. How come this movie didn't inspire a bunch of young boys to be like, I could do my own laundry. I could survive on my own if I wanted to. We all did our own laundry when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah, starting at eight. Oh. And the way that my mom framed it, it was kind of like, ooh, I'm finally old enough. I can do my own laundry. Yeah, that's the way you do it. You make it look like a privilege. Yeah, yeah. It worked. Tom Sawyer taught me anything, is that you make it look like a privilege (laughs) instead of a chore. Yep. Yeah, and when I got to college, I had to uh, teach the guy that I was dating how to do laundry because he had never done it. And I was like, you're 18 years old. I've been doing this for 10 years at this point. Yeah, you're just... (laughs) You're not doing your children any favors. It's not hard. By not teaching them how to do it. I know. By doing these things for them. Anyway, while he's down there, the furnace starts growling at him and saying, Hello, Kevin. Yeah. He (laughs) stares at it for a second, then he goes, Shut up. Yeah. And he just does. Yeah. He's growing. Yeah. So, now we see Harry and Marv sitting in their van, looking at the McAllister home. Mm -hmm. And Harry's like, this doesn't make any sense. You know, last night it seemed there was a rocking party going on. Mm-hmm. Today it's super quiet and it looks like nobody's home. I just don't get it. But so he's like, you know what? Go check it out. And Marv just sits there and he's like, what, now? He's like, yeah, <laughs> now, yeah go, no. Yes. So Marv goes to look at it. He tries to open the back door. Kevin's in there washing dishes. He tries to open the back door. It's locked. So he just sticks his foot through the dog door and Why? then his shoe falls off. Why did he just stick his foot in there? I don't know. Like, I understand testing to see if it opens. Yeah. Like, if it's a flap or if it's, it. like, locked. Yeah. But he sticks but he his puts whole his foot his whole in there. leg in there. Yeah. And then his shoe falls off. <laughs> what are you doing? And he actually, it, like, slipped through. He goes, shit. <laughs> Which I think is funny. But Kevin is like, oh, fuck. So he quick turns around, turns the you know angels with filthy souls on again we get that same scene where it's like i'll tell you what i'm gonna do snakes and <laughs> marv is just standing outside of the back door listening to this and he's like snakes <gasps> and he, <gasps> he looks at the van and is like harry because <gasps> he's like that guy's gonna get shot like yeah. oh, it's escalating quickly there are scary adults in there yeah but kevin quick thinking reaches up and gets a big pot off of the pot rack mm-hmm. puts some firecrackers in it and lights them so that they make the loud you know popping sound to line up with the scene where the gun is going off yeah which makes it sound more real yes and marv just runs the fuck off mm-hmm. and he gets in and he's like two guys beat us to it and one of them blew the other away i think i recognize a voice a guy named snakes 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 
Snakes. 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 I don't know any snakes. Snakes. <laughs> they say it so many times. Snakes. But Marv's like, let's get out of here. And Harry's like, yeah, okay. And then he goes to start the van and he's like, wait, 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 hang on. Why don't we just wait and see who killed snakes? And yeah. maybe we'll recognize his face. You know, we work this neighborhood a lot. Maybe the cops ask us a bunch of questions and we have a face to the name. We can help out. And, you know, Marv's like, that's a good idea. And so they sit there for another second. Snakes. Snakes. <laughs> so Kate is in some airport. Yeah. But the man at the counter is like, everything is booked. I can get you a flight the next day to Chicago, and I would be happy to help you find a hotel in the city, but she says she cannot wait that long. No. He tries to help the person, like, standing behind Kate, like, go around her and ignore her. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, 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 go ahead. But then <laughs> she's like, actually, you know what? No. She just pushes her out of the way. She's like, oh, yeah, no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in your way. Excuse me. Oh, you have a ticket there. That's very nice. Listen. <laughs> just, like, pushes her. She says, I have been awake for almost 60 hours. I just want to get home to my son. You know, I can't, I can't do this. I, you have to do something. Yeah. I have been from Chicago to Paris to Dallas to, where am I? Scranton. Mm. I'm trying <laughs> to get home to my eight-year-old son. Yeah. And now that I'm this close, you're telling me it's hopeless? If I have to sell my soul to the devil himself. Yeah. I want to see that alternate ending. Yep. Or she like gets home immediately and he's like, how'd you get home so fast? She's like, well. John Candy. As Satan. As the devil. <laughs> He's like, I'll give you a ride home, but uh-huh. you have Phoenix to sell me your soul. Age. And then the next Christmas we see no more Christmas tree. Mm. Everything's black candles mm-hmm. and yep. <laughs> covered in blood and they're sacrificing a goat. Yeah. <laughs> totally worth it. But Kevin is there and yeah. safe. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing, no harm ever comes to him ever again. Right. Lives forever. No, she starts yelling at the guy behind the counter, and then we see a man in a bright yellow jacket behind her is, like, starting to listen, and he approaches her, and it's John Candy. Yeah. And he says, hi, I'm Gus Polinsky. You might recognize me. Polka King of the Midwest. Yeah, I don't know. You know, we're in a, I don't remember his, the Kenosha Kickers. Yeah. This is band. And she's like, what? We had, you know, some like, hits. Some polka, 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 you 70s know. 70s polka, 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 polka. <laughs> He's like, no, yeah, Yamabuji polka, or Kiss me, Polka. Maybe, maybe. No, no. no. She just is like, "What <laughs> are you talking?" She's staring at. Him. She finally goes, "These are songs." And he's like, "Yeah, I just thought you might." You know, we had some. She's like, "Did you say that you could help me?" Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. I'm rambling. So he does explain. You know, we had a flight that got canceled, and so now we're going to have to rent a van. And that, I mean, that guy over there is talking about renting a van right now, and we're going to Milwaukee, and we'll go right through Chicago. So if yeah. you want to ride with us, you absolutely can. Yeah. And she's like, "Really?" Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's Christmas. Like, why not? Like, yeah. yeah we just... You're trying to get home to your kid? Like, we would absolutely love to help you. Yeah. If you don't mind riding with some polka bums. And she's like, I would love to. Yeah. And it's very cute. Finally. So Harry and Marv fall asleep in the van while they're waiting for snakes. Snakes? But they finally wake up because they hear Kevin coming outside and they see him cutting down a little Christmas tree. Yeah. He's like, goes up on a little ladder and just cuts the top off of a ferny green tree. <laughs> it's cute. But this is when Harry kind of puts things together. Mm-hmm. And he says, I think we're being scammed by a kindergartner. <laughs> so Kevin's inside decorating the little tree that he cut down. Yeah. He put it up all by himself. Yeah, and singing little ornaments on it. We know. It's so sad <laughs> and cute. And then we see Harry behind him looking through the window at him. Yeah. And Kevin sees Harry's reflection in the ornament that he's putting up on the tree. And he doesn't 
like telegraph that he has seen him yeah he just kind of is like (gasps) and then he goes dad can you come in here and help me with this which just makes harry kind of giggle to himself yeah because he's like no i know i know you're here by himself yep and so he goes and he tells marv the kid that they nearly ran over the other day lives in this house Mm -hmm. and marv's like well if the kid's home then the parents have got to be home but harry says nay He's home alone. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Marv's like, listen, we, I don't think we should come back. This kid is already, like, he's a lot. Yeah. This is so much. It's a weird situation. I don't like it. Yeah. But Harry's like, hey, silver fucking tuna, remember? This yeah. is the house that made me want to hit this street in the first place. This is the one. This one has all the shit. It's one little kid. We can do it. We're going to be fine. Yeah. We'll come back at nine. Yeah, because kids are scared of the dark. Yeah, he says, you're scared of the dark too, Marv. (laughs) I know know you are. are. (laughs) No, I'm not. But they're just shouting this at each other on the front porch, so Kevin hears all of it through the window and is like, all right, nine o'clock. But he says, Mom, where are you? I know, it's sad. Yeah. Where she is, though, is in a budget rental truck. Yeah. Which is probably very cold incredibly cold and so loud because this whole fucking eight-piece polka band is playing christmas songs in the back of the including they've set up an entire drum kit yeah in one of the corners yeah it's gonna be loud as fuck so loud at the same time kevin has decided he's gonna go see santa yeah so he goes up to a little house that's decorated for christmas Mm -hmm. and there's an elf girl leaving Mm mm-hmm and uh, she's like, hey, or he said, he asks her if Santa is in. He really needs to talk to him. Yeah. And she says, well, he's just getting in his car. If you want, you can try and catch him. Yeah. <laughs> and this man <laughs> driving a car that is held together with hopes and dreams. Smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette. Has his beard pulled down. He finds a parking ticket on his windshield and he mumbles to himself, how low can you get? Giving Chris Kringle a parking ticket on Christmas Eve. What's next? Rabies shots for the Easter Bunny. Do any of the gas pumps work in this country? <laughs> hey guess who auditioned to play this santa claus man who chris farley oh shit he would have done a great job he would have i feel like we haven't talked about how chris farley was almost in this movie in a long time yeah but he's been a bit he auditioned for this movie he did not impress chris columbus though so he didn't get the part which i don't know how you don't yeah maybe he wasn't on his game that day maybe not but kevin runs up to him does catch him Mm -hmm. he says listen i know you're not the real santa I'm old enough to know how it works. Which right. Which is endearing as fuck. It's yeah. so cute. He's like, I know you work for him. So if you could please just give him a message. Instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. No toys, just my family. Yeah. Just, and he lists off all of his family members' names that I can't remember. Yeah. And, and the Santa looks at him so sad. I know. He's just like, what? First off, that's a lot of people. Yeah. What happened? He's like, what do you mean you want your family back? Instead yeah. of present, what happened to this child? He also says, and if he has time, Uncle Frank, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, and then he's like, hang on, don't go anywhere. And he gives him some Tic Tacs because he's like, every kid who sees Santa has got to get something. Yeah. He said, don't, don't ruin your dinner. Yeah. So then Kevin's like, I won't. And he runs off. And then Santa tries to drive away in his car engine stalls, which was not in the script. His piece of shit car just did that. Because <laughs> it's a really terrible car. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. He's like, are you kidding me? But Kevin's walking home, seeing families together for christmas it makes him really sad yeah he walks past the same church from earlier Mm -hmm. and he hears the choir singing so he goes in yeah (laughs) 
beautiful. Thank you. It is weird that they're, like, faced towards each other instead of so- towards the crowd. The yeah. choir. I never thought about it before. Yeah. Why are they not, like, out? Facing outward? Yeah. I don't know. It's strange. So they can make faces at each other, I guess. Strange, yeah. So he goes in and he sits down for a bit. And then he sees old man Marley, mm-hmm. who gets up and stares at him. There's so many times that they interact where... Marley just, just stares awkward. at him yeah. and doesn't say hi. Yeah. Like, in the drugstore, he had so much time to be like, Kevin, don't be afraid. Yeah. And he just stared at him while Kevin stole a toothbrush. Yep. But he finally says, Merry Christmas. And Kevin goes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, because he's got, like, a scared face on, and then yeah. he just immediately is like, what? Confused. <laughs> that's the last thing I expected you to say. Yeah. And so Marley asks if he can sit down and Kevin's like, I guess. And so he does. Yeah. And they talk for a little bit and he's like, see that little redheaded girl? That's my granddaughter. You mm-hmm. guys are about the same age. You know, do you know her? And Kevin's like, no, I, I, I do not. We Just because we're eight doesn't mean that right, we all Right, not all eight-year-olds know each other. All right. But, you know, Marley tells him, you live next door to me. Mm-hmm. You can say hi when you see me. You don't have to be afraid. I know that there are rumors going around about me, but none of them are true. Which sounds like something a guy who murdered his entire family with snow shovel would say. Yeah. He asks Kevin if he's been good this year. And Kevin is like, you know what? (laughs) No. No. Actually, not. I have not. I have been kind of a pain. Yeah. And I do love my family, even if I say that I don't. Yeah. And Marley is like, I understand that. You know, family's complicated and you'll always love them, even if sometimes you forget that you do and you hurt each other. Uh Uh-huh. And then he explains that the reason that he's there to see his granddaughter sing is that it is the practice, not the actual recital. Right. Because he's not welcome to see the real performance because he and his son got in a fight. Mm Mm-hmm. And after they fought, he told him he didn't want to see him anymore. And his son was like, well, I don't want to see you either. Yep. And Kevin's like, why don't you just call him and talk to him? But he says, I can't. I'm afraid that he won't want to talk to me. And Kevin's like, well, what do you what do you mean? Don't you know? And he's like, no, I don't know. I just am afraid. He says, aren't you a little old to be afraid? And then he says, you're never too old to be afraid, which is like a great message. Thanks. I know. Guess I'll never grow out of this. He says, you can be a little old for a lot of things, but you're never too old to be afraid. I think it is actually a great message because it's like, you know. Yeah, everybody gets scared. Everybody gets scared yeah. for the rest of your life. And it's not like, it's not just a little kid thing. Yeah. Like. It's normal to be scared. Exactly. It doesn't mean that you're a baby. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I was having, was struggling there. Yeah. No, you got it. Yeah. But Kevin says, oh yeah, kind of like how I used to be scared of the basement because it's weird and it's dark and it smells funny. But then I had to do laundry and I realized it wasn't so bad once I turned on the lights. Marley goes, what's your point? <laughs> My point is you should call your son. What if he won't talk to me? At least you'll know, and then you can stop worrying about it. I don't care how mad I was. I would talk to my dad, especially around the holidays. Yeah. Then he goes on to say, and I'm sure your granddaughter would appreciate it, and the presents, too. Yeah, I'm sure she misses you. He says, well, I send her a check. And then <laughs> Kevin goes on to explain, I wish my grandparents did that. Last year, I got a sweater with a big bird knitted on it. Well, that's nice. Not for a guy in the second grade. You can get beat up for wearing something like that. A friend of mine got nailed because some kid said he wore dinosaur pajamas. Yeah. At this point, the old man realizes his mistake. He has now trapped himself here with an eight-year-old who won't shut up. Right. Because he just goes, well, you better go. (laughs) Does not acknowledge any of the shit this child just says. Okay. Well, you better run along home. And he's like, yeah, I guess I better. But um, Marley says, you know, think about what I said. But Kevin's kind of like, okay, but you think about what I said, too. You mm-hmm. know, you really should 
call your son. And he, Marley says, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin starts hearing the, the clock chiming and he realizes he's running out of time. So he takes off for home. I know. Why didn't he ask Marley for help? Because Marley's very busy. He has to call his son. <laughs> he could do that later. No, they, they don't have cell phones. Only cord phones. Sure. So sure. he's got to stay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Next to the phone. Okay. <laughs> for a few days. So we see Kevin, right as he's running up to his own yard, the automatic lights come on. So we know it's right around 6.07 or whenever Harry said his lights come yeah. on. But it's right about 6 o'clock. So he's got yeah. three hours to get ready. He says, this is my house. I have to defend it. Yes. And he has a big map that he rolls out that's got his big old plan for house defense on it, which yeah. Macaulay Culkin drew himself. Cute. Which is adorable. He's like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm putting micro machines all over the floor over here. He pours water on the front steps and the steps down to the basement. Mm-hmm. He makes a zip line from his house to the treehouse. He puts some feathers in front of a big fan. He's putting nails through, like, roof shingles. Mm-hmm. He's painting tar all over the basement stairs. He puts ornaments under one of the windows that he leaves open. He's tying some rope to some paint cans. Turns the Christmas tree on. Turns the Christmas tree on. Microwaves his dinner. And he's ready to go. And we see everyone's all the tarantulas just like crawling around the house. Just like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe the tarantula is thinking, he needs more arms and legs. (laughs) He would get done a lot faster. He's so much done. Yeah, there's so much stuff in this house. Yeah. I was just like, why is there a bucket of tar sitting around? Right. Because these people definitely do not do their own roof repair i get the sense from the very tiny interaction that we get with him that peter is the kind of guy who'd be like i could fix the roof and then tries and then can't and then just call somebody to do it but he seems like the kind of guy who would at least attempt to do it yeah give it a shot first yeah and so as he sits down with a knife and fork Yes. To eat his mac and cheese. Some lit candles and his milk in a goblet. Yeah. (laughs) Harry and Marv arrive. Yeah. And they're like, all right, let's start with the back door. Yep. I feel bad that he doesn't get to eat it. I know we don't want to watch this kid eat macaroni and cheese, but like... Yeah. He never gets to eat in this movie. I know. He does eat a lot of ice cream, I guess. That's true. But I'm just like, he's going to be so hungry. I know. Well, he's he's like, so so anxious. He needs food. I know. But... He hears them coming. He grabs the BB gun and heads to the back door. Mm-hmm. And he stops and says, this is it. Don't get scared now. Yes. <laughs> you can do this, Kevin. So Harry and Marv come to the back door and they call out to Kevin. They're like, hey, we're not going to hurt you. You should just let us in because we know that you're here by yourself. Mm-hmm. Which and... is more than the policeman explained. Yeah, yeah, truly. And Marv is like, yeah, it's Santa Claus and one of his little elves. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> But while they're doing this and trying to get him... To come to the door, Kevin sticks the BB gun out of the dog door and shoots Harry in the dick. Yeah. From like two inches away. Yeah. And so Harry and he makes a terrible goes noise. Off. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just doing that like. Yeah. And Marv is like, what happened? <laughs> Trying to get him to talk. And he finally is like, go get that fucking kid. Yeah. But. Joe Pesci talks this way, does this like garbled thing every yeah. time he's upset because they could not get him to stop saying fuck <laughs> in this children's movie. Yeah, because he was in he's in no other children's movies, is he? He's just like in the fucking Godfather. And, yeah, uh, he's in like Lethal Weapon, which is a comedy, but he's not in. But yeah, it's like, an adult comedy. Movies. What's that other one? Casino? No, that's a that's a James Bond movie. 
there is a gambling movie that he's in. Anyway, yeah. Not important. But yeah, they're all like yeah very adult so he just kept like they were like you have to stop so he came up with this like his own way of cursing and chris columbus was like maybe you should say fridge instead of fuck <laughs> so like, yeah <laughs> so then marv proceeds to put his whole head through the dog door that's the next logical step yep and kevin shoots him right between the eyes that little jerk is armed yeah so they split up harry goes to the front door mm-hmm but he slips on the ice on the front steps. Yep. Marv takes one step onto the basement stairs and uh-huh. slides all the way down. Yeah, uh, he's like... <laughs> lands in a heap. He does his best to try and stand up and look through the basement door. Yeah. He pulls himself up... With the crowbar. With the crowbar. Yeah. But then falls again and then like, clank! Yeah. Crowbar lands on his head. Harry tries the front stairs again, Mm -hmm. and I have never seen a better example of going ass over tea kettle. Like, he does a full-on backflip. Yes. And it is impressive. Yeah. And the the music in this scene is a lot of, like, woodwinds sounding (laughs) curious. Yeah. (laughs) Which I just love when there's, like, slapstick shit and the music is, is like, playful. Mm -hmm. Like, playing along. Mm -hmm. Almost like in a cartoon. Yep. Back to Marv. Yes. Who's still trying to stand. Yes, very slippery. He does get his balance. He, like, wedges his feet uh-huh. on either side of the landing. Yeah, which he can do because he's seven feet tall. Right. And he starts crowbarring the door with all his might. Yeah, he just jams it in the door jam at one point. It's, like, taking chunks out of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, like, splintering. Yeah, and but- then he just reaches out and tries the door and it is unlocked. And he's like, oh. <laughs> just walks in (laughs) he has infiltrated the basement yep he reaches for the light cord light cord yeah is that the right word sure okay yeah pull cord yeah to turn the light on yeah he pulls the cord and instead of light he gets an iron to the face Uh uh-huh which is the exact opposite of what he needed truly iron to the face will not illuminate anything it will not not gonna help you see where you're going no in fact it might make things a little darker it may impede your progress Uh (laughs) uh-huh Harry has finally made it up to the front door, and he goes to grab the doorknob, but it is hot as hell. Yeah. Which, it it is glowing yeah. bright red. Yeah. So. He just grabbed it anyway. Just grabbed it anyway. Um, I read that the heating implement that Kevin uses to heat the doorknob is an electric charcoal starting tool for barbecue grills. Oh, weird. I saw him get it off of the grill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Earlier yeah. when he was, like, setting everything up, but I was like... I never knew what that was. Yeah, I didn't yeah. either until I looked it up. Yeah, because it's just like, it's like a box and then it has a metal loop that goes up mm-hmm. that heats up. And I guess, yeah, you just yeah, stick it into grills to help oh, light yeah. charcoal. Interesting. Yeah. But Harry runs back down the stairs and sticks his hand in the snow. And now he has a nice big M burned into his palm. Yeah. I guess if he turned it upside down, it could be W for the wet bandit. <laughs> He's supposed to find a bee somewhere on the street. <laughs> He's got to break into the brown home. <laughs> Get himself a bee. Yeah. Oh, but it'll be backwards. Oh, true. Dang. Well, anyway, old Marv Ironface is making his way up the basement <laughs> stairs. But they have been covered in tar. And yeah. he is losing first his shoes and then his socks. Uh-huh. In a weird swamp of sadness, but for footwear. <laughs> and then swamp he's... of socks. <sighs> anyway he steps on a nail Ugh. and i cannot watch it i no. knew it was coming so i just didn't look it's a big nail it's a big and nail it goes in his foot because he like pushes his foot down yeah and then he just falls back down the stairs like you would yeah 
Harry has decided, all right, I'm going to the back door again. Yeah. So he taps the doorknob to make sure that it's temp safe. Uh-huh. And it is. Yep. But the minute he opens the door. Yes. He, his head is set alight by some contraption. I don't know what that is either. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It looks like a tea kettle, but that it becomes a flamethrower. Yeah. So somehow he's like set it up that when he pulls on it, it, I have no idea. He stands there for way too long. Yeah, just, oh! <laughs> for so long. Way too long. And then finally goes back outside, sticks his whole head in the snow. Yes. To cool it off. I will say, sometimes when you burn yourself, it does take you a second to realize that you're being hurt. But he does this for so long. Wait, 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 wait too long. Yeah. I, the other day, saw a lamp at a thrift store, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And I, like, touched it, Mm -hmm. and it was so hot. Yeah. But it took me, like, half a second to register the heat, and I was like, oh! Right. Half a second, sure. Yeah. But, yeah. This is, like, five seconds. That's so we can enjoy. I guess. (laughs) His head being toasty farm. (laughs) Toasty farm. Uh, Harry is like, you know what? Fuck this basement. I'm gonna get that fucking kid. Goes back outside, barefoot, uh, forgotten that the landing is icy, goes whoop! <laughs> and then crowbar clangs back down on him. It's such a little, like, whoop! <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. It is. Uh, Harry kicks his way through the side door. He's yeah. like, fuck it. I, I understand that this is on, like, a pulley thing, so if right. I just break it. Yeah, it yanks the whole thing down when he comes in. And he yells, where are you, you little creep? Uh-huh. As Marv, at the same time, has made it up the basement stairs, and he comes around the house and notices an open window. Yeah, he says, Harry, I'm coming in! <laughs> Harry hears Kevin somewhere in the house go, oh, no, I'm really scared. So he heads towards the sound of his voice. He opens a door and walks face first into some plastic wrap that has been stretched across the door. Right at face height. Right at face height. And it's covered in super glue. Yeah. So he's just like, and then pulls it away. And he's like, all right, I'm going to get you, you little fucker. And then trips over a rope that turns on a fan and just poof, immediately covered in feathers. Yeah. While Marv Mm -hmm. is carefully climbing in through the window, looking around, but doesn't look down. Yeah. And he's like, cool. There's no traps around here. Slams his feet down on the ground onto... The crunchiest ornaments that yes. money can buy. Uh, they're made of candy. Oh, good. I mean, I feel like that would still hurt, though. Why they're so crunchy. Yeah, he also has, like, fake rubber feet okay. on over his feet. Good, yeah. But he insisted on being barefoot. Like, I mean, like, Daniel Stern Oh, was like, I want him to be barefoot. <laughs> I mean, it would so. hurt a lot more yeah. if you're barefoot. Yep. It just is, uh, I don't know if it's unbelievable, but it is a good amount of planning for kevin to know that someone would lose their shoes and then try the window yeah that's true because if he did step on those with his shoes on it wouldn't have done anything he would have heard him you know yeah. it may have been like a sound alert but yeah but it, yeah you it can also have done anything just if he keep that window foot. locked mm-hmm. yeah interesting anyway he runs into harry yeah once he's made it into the house yeah and mar he says marv why'd you take your shoes off yeah harry why are you dressed like a chicken yes and then they just stare at each other <laughs> Harry's line in this moment, no, Marv's line in this moment is improvised. Like, oh. the, why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? Daniel Stern just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I know. <laughs> he does look like a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> it's covered in white feathers. And the timing on it is very perfect. They both just like, what? What happened to you? <laughs> yeah. So Kevin is upstairs, yells from the top of the stairs and says, I'm up here, you morons. Come and get me. And they're like, 
Ooh. All right, I'm so going to get that kid. Go to get him, but they slip on all the micro machines and mm-hmm. just whoop. Yep, feet out from under them, and then are they, clumsily. They make it to standing. Yes, and just as they head up the stairs. Yep. Guess what? What? Here comes some paint cans. Yeah, swinging down. Yeah, full speed mm-hmm. to the face. Yep. Marv gets hit in the face, lands on his back. Mm-hmm. Harry gets hit in the face, lands. Mm-hmm. Facing him on top of him. Uh-huh. Now kiss. Kiss him. And Marv says, oh, you're missing some teeth. Mm-hmm. So Harry pokes around in his mouth and realizes that his gold tooth is gone, so now he's extra mad. Yeah, my gold tooth. So Kevin runs into his parents' room and calls the police. Yes. Which, why didn't he... We never see him trying. I think it would make a yeah. little more sense if we saw him trying to call the cops and the phones were dead. Yeah. But how does he know that the phones work now? And it's definitely part of his, like his final plan right because he doesn't say i'm at 671 lincoln which Mm -hmm. is his address he says i'm at 665 yeah but it's across the street street. because you had odds on one side anyway he's a big circle yeah maybe so yeah but he's like my house is being robbed my address is 665 lincoln my name is murphy and he hangs up yeah so i don't understand why he sends the cops to the house across the street rather than just having them come to his his house own house yeah yeah, I don't know. Because the cops would make him leave because he's a little kid home alone and he just wants to stay in his house. Or maybe point? he just wanted to stay out of it. Maybe. Because he knew that he could get out of the Murphy house before the cops got there. Like, if the he timing. can't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't, doesn't quite become clear to me why he sent them to the Murphy house. And yeah. But anyway. Yeah. He... Heads for the attic. Mm-hmm. Harry and Marv immediately trip again over another tripwire. Mm-hmm. He runs past them. Yeah. But Marv grabs the ankle of his pants before he can make it to the stairs. Yeah. Kevin is struggling, but he looks at the stairs and sees the tarantula. Yeah. So he reaches for it, grabs it, turns around, and just sets it gently on Marv's face. Uh-huh. Who proceeds to scream at the highest decibel possible yes <laughs> it's a soprano i think i know it is very high and very loud yeah and i have the cutest bit of trivia about it is that this is like a for real from daniel stern's throat scream that they recorded like in the moment on set oh was he like actually very scared of spiders no oh but he first ascertained from the animal handlers that tarantulas don't have ears because he didn't want to deafen this little Aww, spider oh <laughs> that's so sweet but they're like no he can't hear you like, they don't, they don't yeah. have ears. Yeah. And so he was like, hell yeah. I'm and gonna so, squeal. Scream, yeah. He's yeah. like, I'll do it right here on stage with this, you know, Aww. tarantula on my face. I just thought that was really cute that he was worried about the little tarantula's ears. Yeah, that is very <laughs> sweet. Yeah, and I'm glad to see that the spider does not get hurt yes. in the filming of this movie. Yeah. So Kevin has made it up to the attic, and he is preparing to zip line across to his treehouse. Mm-hmm. Marv is standing over Harry as he is coming to. Yeah. And the tarantula is on Harry's chest. Yes. <laughs> Marv's just like, don't move. He's like, Harry, 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 what are you doing? Harry, what's happening? Oh, I got it backwards. <laughs> I always get them confused. I don't know why Daniel Stern looks more like a Harry. Oh, yeah. But it's the other way around. Yeah, so he's like, Marv, what are you doing, Marv? He's like, Harry, don't move. And then he <laughs> whacks him as hard as he can in the chest with his crowbar and, of course, does not hit the tarantula. No. And Harry just starts freaking out and stands up and starts hitting him with his crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, get the fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so they run up the attic stairs, but Kevin has already made it across to the treehouse. Yeah. He almost broke through to the other side because he he 
gained too much momentum. Did not get a chance to test that one first. No, and Harry says, where is he? Mm-hmm. And Marv says, maybe he committed suicide. Yes, that's also a Daniel Stern original. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? So, he, now he's down in the... He's climbed down in the yard. Yeah. And he says, I'm down here, you big horse's ass. Come and get me before I call the police. And so Marv's like, all right, well, let's... Yeah, he turns around. Let's go. To go back through the house. But Harry's like, no, we're not going back through that fun house of horrors. Like, yeah. that's what he wants us to do. Let's just climb out the window. Yeah. And so they start just trying to shimmy across the rope to the treehouse. Yeah. Which is going to take forever. Yeah. The kid is going to get, like, so the biggest far. head start. Yeah. Yeah. Just go carefully through the house again. You know he's outside. Uh, whatever so anyway yeah, yeah they start shimming across they get halfway across and kevin cuts the rope with a big old pair of shears he's like hey guys check this out and they're Hedge like clippers Snoop. shit get back in the house but of course yep. they don't make it he clips the rope they fall all the way down and run into the house that's not how that would work no but that's okay you sure they would just fall they would just hit the ground yeah yeah if they, they were way swing. higher up yeah they would have to be... at a certain point they would swing yeah but no they were not not from there not from the second well the third floor i guess of this house anyway they lay there for a second looking at each other but then they get up and chase him and he's heading to the house across the street the murphy's home yeah and harry says he wants us to follow him but i've got a better idea come on Mm -hmm. it is for sure not cold enough for the water on the steps to freeze because like the water there's no snow in the driveway yeah and it was only three hours yeah. Like, he got home at six. Yeah. If he immediately poured the water. Yeah. It would have only had three hours to freeze. It would probably have been slippery. Maybe slippery, but it's not- Just because it it's wet. have been, like, solid ice. Yeah. I just don't think it's cold enough outside. Yeah, like, no, I agree. you can't see their breath when they're running. Yeah. Like, anyway. Kevin goes through the wet basement <laughs> of the Murphy home. Mm-hmm. And he like, he's like slogging through it and then he runs up the stairs and he opens yeah. it, but the bandits are waiting for him at the top of the yeah. stairs. They built the set for this basement mm. in the same like Abandoned high school. high school, yeah. But in the pool. Oh. So they could flood it. Smart. And it would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they're there as soon as he opens the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pick him up and hang him from like the little coat hanger yeah, on the door. Yeah, sweater. And they start to list all the things that they're going to do to him. Yep. But they aren't very imaginative, so they just list off all the things that he did to them. Yeah, except for Harry says, but first I'm going to bite off all of his little fingers one by one and goes to bite one of his fingers. And actually in one of the practice runs for this scene, Joe Pesci bit Macaulay Culkin bad enough that he still has a scar. Oh, shit. (laughs) As he is about to remove his fingers. Mm Mm-hmm. Here comes some big old boots. Yeah. And it's Marley. Yep. And he's got a snow shovel. Yep. Because I guess he sleeps with it. That is my emotional support. Snow shovel. <laughs> he's got a little vest on. Yeah. I just, how did he know to be in that house? I don't know. I don't know if from his house he could see them, like, chasing him. Maybe. He but does... he would have to be just, like, looking out at the right time. Yeah. And he doesn't. And it's dark. He doesn't know what's going on. I mean, it's right. kind of sketchy, so I guess he walks in to be like, let's see what's happening, but mm-hmm. how did he get in the house? Right, yeah, it should be locked. I guess Harry and Marv got in earlier, and so he just followed them in, but yeah, I'm they just, just like, left the door unlocked. The timing of him, like, knowing. Yeah, it's a little implausible. To be home, yeah. But he sneaks up behind the bandits, uh-huh. knocks them out, Yep. gets Kevin down from the door, mm-hmm. goes back. Kevin goes back to his house. Yes. The cops show up at the Murphy house 
and arrest the bandits. And we hear a cop leading them out. And he's like, oh, you guys left the water running at every house you knocked off? Well, great. Now we know which ones you're responsible for. We've got a whole list. We've been looking for you guys for a long time. Yep. And Harry gives Marv a look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Marv is like, just make sure that you get it down. It's the wet bandits. W-E-T. Yeah, you dip. What? We know. Uh, yeah, Kevin is watching all of this from a front window with a little troublemaker smirk on his little face. Yeah. And he waves at him as they're being carted away. Yep. And now we see him in his little robe. He's putting out milk and cookies and carrots for Mm -hmm. Santa and his reindeer. And the house looks beautiful. All back in order. Yeah. Which I'm like, he's learned to be very self-sufficient in the last couple of days. Yeah. He probably cleans the whole thing. We don't know what time it is. That's true. And, you know, the biggest mess, I guess, would be the feathers. Mm -hmm. And then... The tar on the The tar would be hard. Yeah, but everything else is mostly just putting things away. Yeah, there's some broken stuff to sweep up, but yeah, I wouldn't really. He didn't really break a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Back to John Candy. Back to Gus and Kate. Yep, in the back of this budget rent a truck. Kate is talking about how she's a bad parent for leaving Kevin behind, but Gus says. I mean, look at us. We're terrible parents. We're always on tour, 48, 49 weeks out of the year. Joe always forgets his kids' names. Ziggy's never even met his kid. Yep. And to be honest, that sounds really terrible, actually. Yep. (laughs) She made a mistake. These guys suck. Yeah. Yeah. This was like an accident. They're making this choice every day. Right. (laughs) And then Gus tells a story about how he accidentally left his son at a funeral home. (sighs) And he was like, yeah, like, it was all day. All day with he a was corpse. Just in there with a corpse all day. And then, you know, we finally came to our senses because it was a stressful day for me and the missus, you know. And then we realized that he wasn't there and we went back and got him. And, you know, he was fine. I mean, after six or seven weeks, he started talking again and he, kids are resilient. They'll be fine. And I'm like, I was listening to this and I was like, this little speech that he's giving yeah. sounds very improvised. Mm-hmm. And it actually turns out that John Candy made up all of his lines for this <laughs> movie, movie because... He just did the movie as a favor to John Hughes because they were friends. Yeah. And they had just done Uncle Buck together. And he was like, look, you're really great and I want you to be in this. And he was like, all right, I'll do it. He only got paid $414 to do this movie. Specific amount? It's the, like, Screen Actors Guild Oh, like the least you can get paid, yeah. Um, He recorded all of his scenes in one 23-hour day because he didn't have a lot of time. (laughs) So he just did it all. So as an exchange, he got to make up all of his lines. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And he did a great job. That's hilarious. Uh Uh-huh. All right. And so it's Christmas morning. Kevin wakes up. There's some beautiful snow falling. He runs downstairs. There's some hopeful music playing. Yeah. And he thinks maybe his mom will be there. I know. It's so cute that, like, just this... He's at this age where he's, like, figuring some things out. He learned how to do his own laundry. He protected his own home. He was clever and, like, one step ahead. Yeah, and and he knows that Santa has, you know, helpers. Right. Like, Santa is real, but I know this guy is not Santa. Yeah. But also maybe hopefully wishing for my mom you know i delivered this message to santa and so my mom's gonna be back and And i've promised to be a good little boy yeah Yeah. um i wished them away so maybe i can wish them back yeah like level of like magical thinking that he still maintains because he's eight yes and it's just really really cute yeah so then he goes to look out the front door and there's nobody there either Mm -hmm. and this i'm so envious of this snow it is the perfect when you're like man i want a white christmas looks like this where it's just like big Big flakes beautiful flakes yeah that it turns out are made out of mashed potatoes (laughs) hell (laughs) yeah 
instant mashed potato flakes. Beautiful and delicious. That's what you need. You just gotta <laughs> scoop them out, put in some butter, you're good to go. But just as he is heading back upstairs, yeah. sad, he hears yeah. the front door open and yeah. he hears his mom yelling for him. Yeah. And as she's standing there, she sees that everything's all decorated for Christmas. There's a little tree, her little face lights up, and Ew. then they see each other. Yeah. And she says, Merry Christmas, sweetheart. <laughs> he looks mad at her for like half a second. Yes. But then he smiles real big and runs and jumps in her arms. Yes. I read that in a 2014 interview, Catherine O'Hara says that Macaulay Culkin still calls her mom. That's so cute. <laughs> That's the cutest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> this whole scene makes me cry. I know. And then I read that and I was like, oh, God. So Kevin asks... Where's everybody else? Yeah. And she's like, oh, sweetie, they wanted to be here, but, you know, they couldn't make it. They're still stuck in Paris. And but then they all come through the door. There they are. Yeah. They're arguing with each other still. But then Peter comes in. He's like, Kevin, Kevin, my boy. And he picks him up yeah. and squeezes him. And it's just so cute. And Buzz and... is like, it's cool that you didn't burn the house down. Yeah. And like, they tight. shake hands. Yeah. But Kate's like, man, okay, we got to find a store that's open. We've got all these people here and we don't even have any milk in the house. Like, that would not be my first thought, but okay. No. She's very concerned about milk in this movie. She is. <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin's like, hey, don't worry. I went shopping. Yeah, I'm more mature than most full-grown men and I got milk yesterday. Yeah. No like, worries. Not for six people you didn't. But actually, 15 people, but whatever, it's fine. His dad just goes, what a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you do? Oh, just hung around. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin sees something out the window. Mm-hmm. And he starts heading towards it. At the same time, Peter sees a little twinkly glint. Mm-hmm. Goes over and says, is this a gold tooth? Yeah. He, just, he picks it up. He goes, honey, what is this? Ew. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> but Kevin looks outside and he sees old man Marley hugging his son and then his daughter-in-law, and then his granddaughter, and they're just all hugging, and then he and Marley make eye contact, and Marley waves at him, and he's clearly been crying, and I'm crying, and it's just so happy. And then Buzz yells, Kevin, what did you do to my room? Oh, the end. The end. (sighs) That's so cute. It's so cute. It's so good. I love it. Yeah, me too. So... Uh, unnecessary question. Replay? Rewind? Yes. Yeah, you gotta watch it every year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did it make you cry? Not this time. No. It has before. Yeah. Yeah, but not not this time. It made me cry a couple times. I cried in the church where, you know, Marley's yeah. explaining that his family doesn't talk to him anymore and he's afraid to call his son. That made yeah. me really sad. And then, yeah, when Kevin and his mom get reunited, I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are those are the ones that'll, that'll get you. Yeah. I did almost cry reading that Catherine O'Hara said that Macaulay Culkin still calls her mom. Yeah. When I was reading your notes earlier, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me about the movie. Okay. So it came out November 16th, 1990. On two days before my third birthday. Uh-huh. Had a budget of $18 million. It made $476.7 million. That's so much. But also, $18 million doesn't sound like a lot for no. like them having to build an entire house in a gym yeah and the pool a pretty low budget yeah even that sounds like it would cost so much i agree and you got all that stunt work yeah i don't know uh the rotten tomatoes score is 66 percent, which is wrong and bad yeah shut up 
very uh, incorrect. In fact, a lot of people don't like this movie. Uh, critically, did not like this movie. Yeah. Roger Ebert gave it two and a half stars. Wrong. Which is wrong. He says... It deserves 3.98 stars. I agree. (laughs) Almost perfect. He says the plot is so implausible that it makes it hard for us to really care about the plight of the kid. No, incorrect. I don't don't care how implausible it is. I want this kid to succeed. Yeah, and it's not that implausible. No. It's over... Like, if it were, like, he was alone for two weeks, sure. Yeah. But it's two days over the holidays. Yeah. And John Hughes was worried that parents watching this were gonna you know go into it being like no mother would leave her child behind so he made sure to cover every plot hole imaginable yeah and i think he does a really good job yeah the only one maybe being that 15 people did not wake up in the middle of the night to notice that the power was off right i mean maybe one of the kids did and was just like well went back to bed yeah i'm not in charge there's only four adults that's true but anyway he goes on to say what works in the other direction however and almost carries the day is the gifted performance by young macaulay culkin as kevin Culkin is the little boy who co-starred with John Candy and Uncle Buck, and here he has to carry almost the whole movie. Well, that's because he's the star and in most of it. Right. And also, not true, everybody does a great job. Absolutely. He has lots of challenging acting scenes, and he's up to them. I'm sure he got lots of help from director Chris Columbus, but he's got the stuff to begin with. He's such a confident and gifted little actor that I'd like to see him in a story I could care more about. Home Alone isn't that story. When the burglars invade Kevin's home, they find themselves running a gamut of booby traps so elaborate they could have been concocted by Rube Goldberg, or by the berserk father in Last House on the left. Because all plausibility is gone, we sit back, detached, to watch stuntmen and special effects guys take over a movie that promised to be the kind of story audiences could identify with. No, wrong. Incorrect. First off, I don't have to identify with every fucking movie that I watch. I can just watch a movie and go, that seems like a fun thing that happened to that person, and then go home. I don't want to put myself in every movie. No, Roger Ebert seems like the kind of guy who doesn't understand why people need rights who aren't him yeah you know like well that doesn't affect me so why should i care right i can't relate to that so it doesn't matter to me sometimes it's not about you and then he's like wait women should vote because i have a sister (laughs) yes (laughs) he's one of those guys yeah exactly yeah and i don't think that it is implausible you and i were talking about this before we recorded but like what everybody remembers are the booby traps yeah they're not that elaborate they're not that elaborate and they're not the majority of the movie it's about 15 minutes yeah at most and like when i got to the the part of taking notes for that part i was like all right i'm gonna stretch Mm -hmm. because this is a big part of the movie and so much happens and it's gonna be hard to take notes but it it's not you know it's pretty straightforward yeah the pranks i think a child could conceive of yes the only thing i do wish is that they would have had more time to show that this was something that he did you know, like, like just show his bedroom where he has, like, little contraptions. Yeah, that he or... was known for this. Or, yeah, he was yeah. gotten in trouble for it before. Right. Not that he just, like, all of a sudden was like, I'm gonna protect. I mean, they have that treehouse in the backyard. They could mm-hmm. have shown, like, that this was some complicated, you know. Right, this yeah. This is the only place that he can go to get away from his family because he's the only one who knows how to get in. Because yes. of these elaborate, like, some something. Yeah, yeah just something little. Because I, I don't think that these things are implausible. If right. he is that kind of kid, we just don't get to see that he is. Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah, we, yeah. Yes. And I'm not detached. No. Watching stuntmen. And there, there aren't, I mean, there are some special effects, but it's not like there's a fucking, like, alien wandering around. Right. It's fine. Yeah. It's not that, yeah, out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. And it's enjoyable and fun to watch. I, I don't understand Roger Ebert's need to put himself in every movie. No. Or thinks that that's what people go to the movies for. Sometimes you want to not be yourself for a little bit, and that's the whole point. Roger, 
Yeah, more people. According to TV Guide, they said, Home Alone slapstick falls flat and only the pain remains. No. No. Peter Rayner of the Los Angeles Times criticized the fact that there is a reason why this film plays better as a trailer than as a full-length film. Nope. No. Owen Gleiberman (laughs) of Entertainment Weekly magazine gave the film a D grade, criticizing the film for its sadistic festival of adult bashing. (laughs) Which it kind of is. But, but they deserve it. Makes it fun. Yeah. Fuck grown-ups. Yeah. I but. think it's also interesting that the bad guys are bad and we don't want them to win. And we like seeing them get hurt, but not in a mean way. They yeah. somehow do a really good job of, like, straddling that line. Yeah. Of, like, they're bad, but they're not scary. Right. They're not, like oh, Kevin's gonna die. Like, the stakes are too high. Right. It's just like, he's like, I'm the man of the house. I have to protect this house. Mm-hmm. They never imply that they're gonna hurt the kid except to be like, oh, I'm gonna kill him, but not in like a... Right. A scary way. I don't know. It just, it's just done really well. I agree. Yeah, they, it's the perfect line. But they're not so dumb that it's not fun. Because we right. watched a couple movies this year where it's like, these guys are so dumb they wouldn't even be able to exist in the world like dressing up like a cop and going around to find out people's schedules for the holidays and their precautions against burglaries Mm -hmm. is so smart it is but then they also like infantilize them with their like playing with toys and his goofy like "Ooh, i'm gonna be famous because i left the water running yeah not because i like executioner style killed everyone in the home exactly you know just got like a goofy yeah yeah, they somehow... It's just done really well. I agree. And all of these reviewers are wrong. I agree. Well, not all of them. Okay. Some of them had nice things to say. Well, let me hear all my uh, guess. Allie Barclay of the BBC did say, Culkin walks a fine line between annoyance and endearment throughout the film. A perfect line for an eight-year-old. Exactly. <laughs> but also went on to Call Home Alone, a film which manages to capture some of the best qualities of Christmas. Sweet. Adrian Turner of Radio Times said that Home Alone is a celebration of Enterprise that captured the heart and wickedness of every child on the planet. Cute. And it just, you know, worked its way into everybody's hearts and became a Christmas classic. It's I got... think it, it it started out in most people's hearts, just critically. Yes. As you can see by how much money it made. For sure. Smash And hit. the fact that it's, I mean, everybody watches it all the time. Yeah. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Hooten of The Independent also praised the film, calling the film within a film, Angels with Filthy Souls, a fond footnote in cinema history. <laughs> Cute. Uh, Matt Talbot from Simco.com said that the Wet Bandits were fantastic and never got old on repeat viewings. Hmm. Michael Walsh of Nerdist noted that the church scene is one of the best, most touching scenes in the film. Yeah, So absolutely. people were like, you know what? This movie is great. I was wondering if it was going to come up because the reference to like Angels with Filthy Souls being like a footnote in cinema history. Mm-hmm. If the neighbor being named Marley wasn't any reference to jacob marley yeah it supposedly is yeah okay. it's just like if because it, it just feels like that's such a you know it's a christmas story mm-hmm. and it's it's a just movie a classic christmas name christmas yeah yep. i was wondering if that was on purpose yes i believe it was interesting um speaking of people who love this movie very much yes do tell it is very popular in poland oh nice and it is played on one of it is played at their like highest viewed channel is called Pulsat, mm-hmm. and they play it every Christmas Eve. In 2010, however, Pulsat did not play Home Alone, which caused over 90,000 people to protest on Facebook. Dang, that's like the whole population of Poland. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, yes, 
a lot of people. Yeah. In 2016, over 4.44 million Polish people turned into Polsat to watch Home Alone. Aww. Since the 2010s, its TV trailers even include a tagline that acknowledges this, saying, Christmas without him? It's absolutely impossible. So it's kind of like our A Christmas Story. Yeah. Or the way that... Although I don't think it's as has as strong of a grip on our generation, A Christmas no. Story. Or like It's a Wonderful Life yeah. played all yeah. the time because of a... What do you call it? I don't know. Some sort of error. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. mixed reviews. It's just, the bad ones don't make any sense. No. You know, sometimes you see, like, reviews that don't like the movie, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, I can see that. And it's like, no, you're all wrong. Yeah, yeah. We have covered a few movies where I was like, oh, I liked that. And then I read the reviews, and I'm like, wait, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Did I like it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But those are all wrong, except for the good ones. So, just a couple of things about the actors that are in it. Yeah. Fuller is played by Kieran Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's actual little brother. Yes. Which we all know. Mm -hmm. He's adorable. He also plays Ralphie in a movie called My Summer Story, which is a sequel to A Christmas Story. Oh, weird. Yeah. I didn't even know they made that. Yeah. It is on our list, so we will cover it at some point. True. Catherine O'Hara is the mom. Yeah. She also voices Sally and Beryl in Nightmare Before Christmas. And is famously re-famous again for being in Schitt's Creek. Yes. Yeah. Um, Michael C. Morona plays his brother, Mike, or yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Might be Jeff. <laughs> he's got a white boy name. Yeah. And he's also Big Pete in Pete and Little Right, Pete. yes. Pete and Pete. And then Devin Rattray plays Buzz, and we also saw him in Little Monsters as Ronnie Coleman. And he looks just like Buzz. He looks just like him. Yeah. And he's also in Dennis the Menace, probably mm-hmm. as a bully. He was voted the second best movie bully of all time oh. in some Who's number article one? somewhere. I don't know. Oh. Also, someone asked Devin Rattray at one point what Buzz would be doing when he got older, and he was like, he'd probably be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The kid's so a jerk. He recognized that he's a terrible person. Yeah. Uh, the role of Harry Lime is his last name. Oh, that's cute. Was offered to a lot of people. It was offered to Robert De Niro, who turned it down. Mm. So they were like, what about you, Joe Pesci? They also considered Danny DeVito, Rowan Atkinson, Bob Hoskins, John Lovitz, Al Pacino, Alan Rickman, Jeremy Irons, Dudley Moore, Brad Garrett, Gene Hackman... Ray Romano, Tommy Lee Jones, John Stamos, Phil Collins, and Michael Bain. What? Which I was like... So many of those don't make any sense. They don't make... Brad Garrett I can maybe see. Bob Hoskins would be a lot of fun. Um, Danny DeVito's fairly obvious. Yeah. But it's just like... It's supposed to be the classic short and tall. Right. (laughs) Well, maybe the other one would be short. If you got Brad Garrett to play, well, you know, maybe the other guy. But, um... Michael Bain was the one that Who is me that? the most. He's in uh, Terminator. He plays Kyle Reese. Oh. And he's in Aliens. No. As the guy who's like, he's like the, he's just in, like, he's in one more. He might be in Robocop too, where he's in all the yeah. like classic like 80s like sci-fi action movies. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, let's get Michael Bain. No, movie. that's weird. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, John Hughes wanted Macaulay Culkin to be in it from the beginning because they just worked together on mm-hmm. Uncle Buck. And he was yeah. like, I love this kid. He's great. He wrote the part for Macaulay Culkin. But Chris Columbus didn't want Culkin for the same reason. He was like, you guys just worked together. I don't want to like seem like I'm just using this like same kid. Yeah. So he auditioned like hundreds of other kids, including asking an eight-year-old John Mulaney if he would come audition. Aww. But his parents said no. He Aww. could not do it. What if? I know. I think he would have been fucking adorable. I wonder what I mean, baby just John Mulaney looks like, like now. I know. I'm gonna look it up later. Okay, but after watching all the auditions, Chris Columbus was like, 
actually Macaulay Culkin is perfect for this role. <laughs> like, and you I were wasted right. everyone's time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the part of Marv was also written specifically for Daniel Stern, who was on board, and then they were like, it's going to take six weeks to film this movie, and he was like, that's totally fine. Yeah. And they were like, just kidding, it's going to take eight, but we're not going to pay you any more. Oh. And he was like, well, then I'm out. Yeah. And so he left, and they got uh, a guy named Daniel Roebuck and said, who I do not know who that is. Oh, I remember this piece of trivia. Yeah. I've read this before, yeah. But then he got fired after two days of rehearsal because of a lack of chemistry between him and Joe Pesci, mm. which he says, well, we were never in the same room together, so I don't understand what the fuck they were talking about. But interesting, John Hughes was just like, I don't think you guys are going to work very well together, so yeah. we fired him. And then they called Daniel Stern, and they were like, please. And he was like, all right, fine. Fine. So he came back. So just some little extra trivia that didn't quite fit into our normal categories the normal yeah yeah uh according to chris columbus that in an interview that he did with alec baldwin john heard didn't really want to work on this movie he didn't like working on it he thought it was dumb and it was gonna be terrible he's in it for like 10 minutes i know but upon seeing the finished product and its subsequent success Mm -hmm. he agreed to do home alone 2 yeah and uh, right before they started filming he broke character to be like hey Chris Columbus, I'm really sorry that I talked so much shit about your movie. It was actually great, and thanks for having me back. And Aww. Chris was like, I have that footage on tape forever. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were sweet. already filming. Yeah. yeah. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern also thought this movie was going to be a flop. So they were like, we don't think anyone's going to watch it, and we don't care. So they just gave super over-the-top performances, which I think is what makes it so good. Yeah. Is that they're just, like, being so silly. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of funny that they were like, well, no one's gonna see this, and we don't give a shit what happens to it. Which kind of made the parts better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. John Hughes wrote the movie because he was preparing to go on vacation and was making a list of all the things that he had to do before they left. He's like, I don't want to forget anything. And he jokingly thought to himself, well, better not forget my kids. And then he's like, what if... I did leave one of my children home <laughs> while we were on vacation, and he so he wrote this whole movie. Yeah, and he wanted to work with Chris Columbus because Chris Columbus was supposed to work on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. but he and Chevy Chase fought so much. Oh yeah, that he was like, "I'm out. I'm not doing this." Yeah. So he left, and John Hughes is like, well, I have a couple other scripts if you want to look at them, and he sent him two, and Columbus came back with Home Alone, and he's like, I really want to do this one. This yeah. one's great. Chris Columbus also does an uncredited rewrite, and he's the one who included Old Man Marley oh, good. the character. He wasn't in there in the first like run-through. Yeah. He's but a he... really good addition. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that he was in there. There's a rumor going around that Uncle Frank is the big bad, and he actually hired harry and marv to rob the house while they were gone oh and kill kevin oh shit because he so he orchestrated the whole thing that kevin gets left behind and then harry and marv come and rob the house and are supposed to kill him while they're there yeah that's too that it's too much i'm really glad that yeah it it's better that he's just like kind of an asshole and not like this like criminal mastermind right and also yeah like trying to kill kevin would have been like way too scary and not fun they could have pushed it that way a little bit just to be like yeah he is kind of a criminal mastermind and he knows that his brother's gonna be out of town and he thinks that his brother's annoying because he has all these things and all this money and he needs to be taken down a notch so he like tips off some criminals in the area that he knows yes that would have been okay but not necessary right exactly it it would just been a a layer of like oh well now there's this weird like tension in the family of like my brother tried to so it's just better that they're just working the whole neighborhood and although it would have been funny if when they realized that Kevin was still there, 
Uncle Frank not caring. Yeah. And being like, well, maybe the kid will get taken out too. Yeah. <laughs> or or in the other direction of him sweating it and being like, the kid's not supposed to be him trying to like get in touch with him and be like, oh, yeah. you know. So, I mean, either of those would have been interesting, but it's just another layer that this movie doesn't really need. No. It's not really yeah. lacking anything. There's this whole like production thing of like, it was a Warner Brothers movie originally and but then they were like, the budget is $14 million and that's it. That's as far as you can go. Yeah. And then they were like, well, it's, um, actually, we've gone, we're getting gotta, up to like $16 million. I gotta flood something. And Warner Brothers was like, absolutely not. Fucking pull the plug. But they oh. did some shady shit where someone, so the way it works in movies is if a production company decides not to do the movie, it goes into a phase called turnaround where yeah. someone else can come pick it up if they want to look at it right but it takes a little while yeah for them to come read the script you know hear all the you got basically have to pitch it again yeah it's in turnaround. yeah someone leaked the script and all the information to fox while they were still working with warner brothers oh and then so warner brothers was like shut it down you know you're going way too far over budget we're yeah on the plug and fox the next day they were resumed filming the next day because fox already had it and already decided that they wanted oh, it nice. and they're like we'll let you go up to 18 million yeah like, yay so they just like fucking picked it up that's and awesome now, of course because it's a fox movie it's owned by disney right yeah i was like when i was looking to see where to watch it i was like oh it's on disney Weird. i know i was surprised yeah. but then i was like oh right fox yeah they own everything now yep makes um, sense but i did think it was interesting that they were like Hey guys, just take a look at this. Real yeah. Quick. It's pretty shady, but I'm glad it happened because the movie might not exist otherwise. Yeah. And then my last tiny bit of trivia there is a novelization of this movie, which mm-hmm. includes a couple extra things, like the fact that Peter is a successful businessman, which is why he has all this money. Oh, business. His mom is a fashion designer, which oh. is why there are all these mannequins Fashions. in the basement. Yeah. And there's a couple of sewing machines throughout their house. Yeah. And Buzz's tarantula is named Axel. AXL. Yeah. For Axel Rose. Exactly. I'm sure. Nice. Yeah. Hell There's yeah. a ton of more, like, just cute little things oh, yeah. I mean, about this like, movie. Documentaries and there's books. There's a and... really good series on, I think it's on Netflix, called The Movies That Made Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they do an episode about this movie that I highly go recommend because yeah. there's just a lot of, like... I haven't watched that one. I watched the Ghostbusters episode, though, and I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. The one for this one is really cute. And... John Hughes just seems like a really cute person. Yeah. The way that he worked with Macaulay Culkin and the way that Chris Columbus worked with him, like, just making sure. I guess there were times where uh, Chris Columbus would just let Macaulay Culkin direct. Oh. Just for fun. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems really cute and wholesome. And it's fun to go watch it and learn all about it. So. Yeah, go watch it. All of it. it. Go watch the movie. Go watch a documentary. Go tell your friends. Get some fucking booby traps set up in your house just for fun invite your pals over don't tell them <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fun just don't do the ones that are in this movie because these are probably fatal eh. so scale it back a little don't set your friends on fire eh. i don't care if your friends Ooh. ain't a bunch of pussies what the band tells you <laughs> yeah true yeah well if you need us in the meantime while you're setting up all of your booby traps you can find us on instagram at Replay Rewind Podcast or Tumblr at Replay Rewind Podcast or Twitter at Replay Rewind Pod or you can email us at Replay Rewind Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, look how fast I did that. You did it so fast. You did <laughs> such a good job. You can find all of our other episodes on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want more shit, you we can got go it. We got more shit. The Patreon.com slash Replay Rewind Podcast. We got all kinds of bonus episodes. We do some remixes 
Uh, we do some deep dives. We do, you know, an adult movie once a month. Not that kind of Not adult. Not a capital A adult movie. I, there needs to be a better yeah. way of differentiating. Uh, anyway. Yeah, a movie for not children. Sure. <laughs> that still doesn't work. I no, don't know. I don't get it. Um, PG-13 or R-rated movies that fit the time period. Yes. Um, if you have the ability to like or subscribe or rate or review. Share. Yeah, especially I know on iTunes you can, you know, like give us a review that helps us be found by other people who are yeah. looking for podcasts to listen to. If you can't do that, yeah, just sharing it, share the link, tell your friends, you know, if somebody brings up a movie and casual conversation, be like, oh my god, listen to this great podcast about it, you should totally go check it out, and then send them a link. Absolutely. I think that's all I got. Yeah. So... In the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.